Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Hollowed Nation, Drugging Society, and Declarations of Intentions. I think you can guess what the middle segment's about, but a hollowed nation and declarations of intentions, what could that mean? What happens whenever a nation becomes a husk, a shell of its former self? Who did the carving? Who hollowed us out? Who robbed us of our essence? That's right. We have a whole lot of news to get into with you good people in this interim transmission. But first, let's let this sweet track play out. Well, I tell you, they weren't kidding when they said the minute the one door closes, another one opens. Well, I tell you, I had a fantastic experience this week setting brush fires in the hearts and minds of men men and women alike, man. And I tell you, in that moment, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried about any of the stuff we're about to get into. I wasn't. In that moment, seeing those brush fires be set in the hearts and minds of my fellow men and women, I wasn't worried. I was inspired. I was liberated. And I can't wait for other people to find it as well. Yeah, we have a a few more operational updates for you good people. Developments have taken place. Developments have taken place. Moves are being made. And we are turning the corner in the fight against tyranny. That's what I'm saying, man. As, As one door closes, another door opens. And that's the fight. That's the marathon. That's the journey, not the destination. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, like I said, I, I always try to find very interesting intro songs and outro songs to give you guys some stuff to contemplate as we kind of get in the mode, as we get in the character, as we figure out how to, again, chronicle the chaos, snapshot the psychosis, and document the destabilization. Salutations, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, folks, salutations, my friends, salutations. And with that being said, let's start the show. This is season 11, episode 16. You know, what's crazy, 
page got deleted. We're going to be coming back to Instagram. Uh, what's crazy is somebody the other day had purchased the Smorgasbord edition of our content. And for people who were unfamiliar as to what the Smorgasbord edition is, uh, at the moment, it's seasons one through six, audio and video, uh, including the Building the Matrix documentary that you guys can find. And it was crazy because I completely forgot that I had that stored somewhere. But when somebody had purchased it, I was like, oh, yeah, I know where that's at. Beep, doo, 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 doo. Oh, crap, huh? That I do have that. Holy bejeepers, I need to update update that. But then it got me thinking, shucks, here we are in season 11. And this is how much updating I've been doing. Uh, because only it was only a couple years back that I decided to stop taking like breaks in between the year because obviously stuff was getting intense. I needed a break to, to break away from everything. And so seasons were, uh, some seasons were six months at a time. And so I think like a couple seasons back, uh, might have been like season nine or season either eight, nine or ten. I think it was nine. I decided, okay, we're taking no more breaks. We're doing it every single week. It doesn't really matter what's happening. Even if it's a crappy episode, it's got to get out there. You know, no more, no more of these, 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 these breaks, man. Cause it's hard coming back from the break. It's hard getting into the routine. It's hard starting everything back up. And so it was just crazy, you know, that I had already had that built in, uh, that seasons one through six, as well as the building the matrix documentary were made available. I'll put that link in the description bar below if you guys want to check it out or you can find it on our episode article. Uh, but it's just crazy, again, to see how far we've come, how much work we're doing, and how much has to get done. You know, I know I get up over here and you guys hear me waver every now and then. You hear me uh, second guess and doubt myself. But at the end of the day, we're back here again the following week. <laughs> you know, and I, and I have to laugh at that because weakness, is, weakness embraced is a mistake left unchecked, man. And I think we have to have these moments where we check ourselves, where we admit to ourselves, my God, I'm scared, I'm terrified. You know, what do I do? Well, here's what you do. You, you, you throw it up and you give it to God. You throw it away, you say, oh, there's only so much I can do, and then you give the rest to God. And I tell you guys, I got done hanging out with you guys earlier this week. We had a fantastic minicast, a fantastic crew cast, implosion edition. We have folks on Telegram, we have folks on YouTube. Uh, we had folks on Trovo. We had people in the chat. It was awesome because we had all these different platforms integrating and communicating. It was fantastic. I would recommend you guys go listen to it. But I had a fantastic time with you guys. And then that following day, I went back to the gym again, no mask, ended up linking up with another brother, and then liberating again the hearts and minds of folks at the gym, turning the gym into a battle zone. And it was just, I don't know, empowering, invigorating, like I keep saying, liberating. And that's what we're seeing. We're going to see a lot more liberation. But we just have to understand that with that liberation comes the tyranny, comes the response. You know, I told you guys just the other week about how I made a person at the gym cry because she tried to, she yelled, she came up and she told me to put my mask on. And this week I wasn't having it. I just didn't put the mask on at all. You know, and it's that same lady same girl from last week. I greeted her with a smile every single day this week. No mask. Called her by her name. And I feel like that that should not be the case. Again, obviously, 
I'm not a confrontational person. I'm trying to be kind, but I'm at the same time trying to liberate you, and it's hard. You know, if, if, if one week I'm consoling you, holding your hand as you're sobbing, enforcing a rule that you don't agree with, and then I take it upon myself to not even play those stupid games and try to communicate with you, th- with you as a person, you've got to tell me, okay, what is your next move? Because we're not all, we, we can't all keep playing this game. And so that's what I'm saying. We're going to see, we're, we're seeing pushback. And even when we don't think we're seeing pushback, guess what? I see these videos of these 10-year-old kids, of these four-year-old kids, and guess, and they're stepping up. And it's inspiring. Makes me think that as a generation, we need to do more. As people, we need to fight back harder. And guess what? The same way you guys are seeing my cowardice, my apprehension, my cautious behavior is the same way the next generation is seeing your cautiousness, your hesitation. And I'm not saying that to point fingers. What I'm saying is we're seeing history be made. We're seeing the lines being drawn. Straight up, isn't that what I talked about with you guys just, uh, just earlier this week? That a great separation is taking place. There's also a great revival. Everything's so great right now. It's all great. But during this great separation, people understand what's happening. What are you going to team up with? You're going to team up with all that up over there. This this, this lunacy masquerading itself as true liberation. You're going to link up with all that. Have fun with it. Or you can dig deep and realize that you were inherently born free. And you're going to have to fight for that. You guys know me, my, my, my jokes. All week I'm sitting up over here telling people, hey, how, how dare I think that the immune system is, de- is designed to do what God said it was supposed to do. Shucks. I guess I'm just an evil, dirty human for expecting the immune system to do what it's supposed to do. But that's, again, that, 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 li- that lunacy masquerading itself as liberation. You can't inject health, bruh. Like, you got to think, man. And I think that's the thing is we're not having enough thinking. We're having persecution. We're having judgment. And that's not cool, man. Those things aren't cool. It's really not. You know, I'll say this, and I'll get into the topics. We'll start this off with the proper news crews. I was thinking about this, like, because... When I was at the gym, you know, you get all fired up talking about how this is all a hoax, it's a sham, the vaccines don't work, the masks don't work, this is all a joke, we need to stop. You know, you you, you get into that, and then people ask, hey, where were you last year? Because we didn't see you at the gym last year. Where were you, guy? And you tell them, I was out there in them streets protesting this. And it's just crazy to think that last year was kind of like a battle year where all we were doing was fighting this, trying to figure out how to get organized. We answered a lot of those questions. People were saying, good God, what do we do? You form councils, you form committee, you form different action groups. You form legislators, right? You you, you figure out how to target certain bills. You get organized. It's crazy to think that last year was kind of like a battle year, and this year is like a hybrid year. You want to use the terms of like a new normal, right? This is the new normal. It's kind of like a hybrid year. We're still battling the COVID, but they're, they're moving on to different agendas. And you have people that are trying to get back to normal that don't even want to act like last year happened. 
but it's just so crazy again to see all of this stuff unfold at such a rapid pace too i guess that's what happens whenever you ever whenever you have a fair amount of the population that's been you know indoctrinated and brainwashed and conditioned to check their phone and i can't talk because we're a part of that but uh rather than rambling let's go ahead and kick this show off let's start with the news cruise Very interesting things coming out these days, my good friends. Uh, Apparently, Trump's organization's CFO is under investigation, and his daughter is providing evidence. That's interesting. A A Trump organization being underneath investigation. This is a this is from this is from Raw Story, but let's take a gander at this. Let's see what they've got to say. Uh, this comes from Sky Palma over there at Rostor. They put this up May 20th. This says the office of the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, is now criminally investigating longtime Trump Organization Chief Financial Officer Alan Weisselberg's personal taxes, according to a report from the New York Times. The investigation was sparked partially by documents shared by his former daughter-in-law, Jennifer Weisselberg. Quote, Miss Weisselberg has been in touch with prosecutors with the or from the criminal division of the New York Attorney General's office since at least March. Jennifer Weisselberg's attorney, Duncan Levin, said, quote, she has provided information to them as part of their criminal investigation and will continue to cooperate in any way she can to be helpful. So you've got the mainstream media. You've got the establishment coming after Trump. They're not done with him yet. They got to keep him on the field. Got to keep them on the board. We had somebody earlier this week ask us, hey, EJ, do you know about the Illuminati card game? What are your thoughts on that? And I couldn't help but be honest and say, heck yeah, I know about the Illuminati card game. I haven't taken a minute to peruse it in quite some time. I think that's probably one of the, one of the things we should have here in the studio is like a gimmick. You could do like a whole series on that. But Trump still has to be part of the game just because he's not – Number 45 doesn't mean that he kill, he still can't be useful. That's why he launched his his blog, his his uh, his office of the, the 45th president. He still has to be in play. He still has to influence people. And this is a good thing too. Uh, if you if you kind of want if you want my thought process, a lot of the things with Trump being there uh, exposes the uniparty. Is it, it exposes the left right collusion against the taxpayer, right, the voting population. And at the same time, it creates an opportunity for different uh, uh, different viewpoints to get in there. Like a perfect example is people who were done with the whole Israel-Palestine conflict and are just focused strictly on America first. We're giving away like millions and millions and millions of dollars to Israel. And they're sitting over there blowing it up over their skies, having these wars. And this benefits nobody. And so this is what feckless Republicans want to keep, continue to get involved in. And I get it. You know, it's got biblical connotations to it, this, that, and the third. But at the same time... We're spending money we don't have for a war we don't want to be a part of. And so this is that split that's occurring between the Republican Party as well as the America First Party within within American politics right now. And Trump is one of the reasons why that happens. So, yeah, they can't take him off the field just yet. He still has some usage. Continuing on, rapid school closings may have led to thousands of cases and hundreds of deaths in Texas. Now, I look at this 
And I have to ask the question, okay, the death part, is this, is this, is this actually kids contracting C-19 or different variants and succumbing to them? Or are these people experiencing adverse reactions to the vaccine and then those deaths taking place? Because just the other week, we played for you, unfortunately, a 17-year-old basketball player uh, that unfortunately suffered a blood clot in his brain and became paralyzed. And this is not uncommon with a lot of the things we're seeing surrounding uh, simply the vaccine and more. And so just something to think about. Just something to think about. Uh, something else to think about. And this is just the headline. Free government money is the opposite of compassion. Just the headline. Just the headline. Uh, another thing to think about with another headline. AI dermatologist will diagnose 288 skin conditions in virtual appointments. Advocating more facial recognition technology, more of the surveillance state, and all of that. Now, this is very interesting. Actually, both of these are. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot defends denying interview to white reporters. That's right. You got Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot saying this week that she's only going to grant one-on-one interviews with black and brown-only people. Dividing Chicago, segregating the people, and manipulating the and manipulating the dissemination of information. That's very dangerous. We are beginning to see the early stages of a race war here in America. I don't think anybody would doubt it. But check this out. This is an interesting thing for me to think about. World Health Organization study says working too many hours a week is killing 700,000 700, plus people every year. Now, when I read this, initially I think, great, they're going to begin to reduce the work week. But at the same time, my conspiratorial paranoid mind makes me think, well, of course, you would have the World Health Organization, the people that we had all this contention with for the past year, advocate for people to work less because when you work less, you become more dependent. Right? The idea behind working is that you were independent and that you were able to have that financial freedom and that leverage to do whatever you see fit. Uh, but not by not doing, but, but by not working, we find ourselves in the situation we're in right now with labor shortages, uh, over 30% of Americans taking their money from the government and so much more. Now, I know this seems like an altruistic thing. Uh, and at the same time, this points out how hazardous sometimes our are, are, are our culture is. We literally have people working themselves to death. But just something I wanted to point out with you guys. Another thing to contemplate. I think this is a uh, a little bit of saber rattling to Joe Biden and other people. Putin warns enemy states and rare bellicose speech. Quote, will knock their teeth out. Coming off of the recently renewed Ukraine crisis, which was calmed only after late last month, Russia ordered its tens of thousands of additional forces built up in Crimea and near Donbass back to their home bases. Vladimir Putin gave a rare bellicose speech to a meeting of top Russian officials wherein he warned that the West and, quote, foreign foes that Moscow would, quote, knock their teeth out if they attempt to peel away pieces of Russia's huge territory, quote, 
In all times, the same thing happened. Once Russia grew stronger, they found pretext to hamper its development, Putin said. He didn't name specific enemy countries, but it came in context of the Russian leader discussing wars over resources and the country's ability to look out for itself and its own population first. Quote, everyone wants to bite us or bite something off us, and those who would like to do so should know that we would knock their teeth out so they couldn't bite, Putin emphasized. Quote, the development of our military is a guarantee of that. Now, I think this would be a... Hey, this will be. This is a chance for me, guys, for me to show you guys that video I was talking about just the other week. It's it's basically a uh, Russian recruitment video for the army, and then they compare it to the American <laughs> recruitment army video. I kid you not. Um, watching this Russian, watching this Russian recruitment video makes me just want to drop the show. Link up with link up with the army and go take care of dope stuff. I'm not even gonna lie. And then I go watch the American video, and it just makes me want to cringe. Uh, but let's check that out, and then we'll continue on with the show. Новой жизни. Что ты знаешь о себе? На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов. Но разве ты знать себя, познать границы своих возможностей? К черту границы. А без бы нет победы. На самом деле. Главный враг – это задача выследить врага, догнать его, превзойти, стать лучше, чем он. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. To marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone, and I answered my call. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just kind of replay that, because if you guys go watch the full the full video for the Russian one, the dude's like playing playing football with his friends, taking his taking his girl out, having a beer, and then he has that revelation moment. He's like, it's time for me to go serve my country. Does push-ups, gets trained, grows beer, jumps out the Jumps out of plane, parachutes, knows how to become marksman, becomes man, gets hardened by snow. And then over here in America, it's just like, oh my gosh, look, Cartoon Network's getting involved in, see, uh, in propaganda. That's so awesome. It's like LGBTQ plus appropriate. Gosh golly. Oh man, you know, I can't wait to see uh, where this goes, you know. Yeah, she's tough. Look at that. And then, oh, wow, she dropped into boot camp, and now she's ready to help. She's she's ready to do her part. And so, yeah, that's that's that video has actually been viewed over 800,000 times <laughs> on Twitter. And you can only imagine how many people have trolled it. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what Putin says by, quote, the development of our military will guarantee that. Saying, oh, we'll knock your teeth out, you come up over here. Unfortunately, right now, America is not the powerhouse that it was underneath Trump. When you've got, again, decrepit old Joe Biden sitting up over there, fumbling through speeches, uh, stumbling. I'm not even going to get into the whole fake driving thing. That's, that's, that's more of a distraction. Uh, but we are not in a position of advantage. You've got, you've got Biden literally being walked over by Putin. 
China has no respect for him. We'll get into all this stuff later on. I'll, I'll, I'll save all that for later, but uh, that's Putin warning the would-be aggressors that he'll knock their teeth out if you guys try him. Let's get into a couple more of this, of these news crews articles, and then we will continue on uh, with the show. <laughs> so crazy, man. Uh, the Blaze. PolitiFact takes down a fact check that claimed Tucker Carlson promoted a conspiracy theory about COVID-19. So what they're really saying is this, the theory was not a conspiracy theory. It was actually correct. But it leaked out of a, a, a lab. We'll get into that later on in the show. <laughs> Here's another one. The World Health Organization, the one who told you you shouldn't work too hard, said give us total control and COVID will be the last pandemic. This comes from Technocracy News. I'm sure that's very interesting to look into. Uh, and another one from Raw Story. Very interesting. Whoopi Goldberg forced to cut to commercial as Meghan McCain and Joy Behar yell at each other over the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I'm sure that's interesting. I wonder if they've got a clip here, if we can see that clip. We might actually have to go to the website. Let's see if we can get that clip up here for you guys. I'm sure that's interesting to see these two ladies just, you know, cat and claw at one another. We really don't. Uh, everything that, like, remember it was Joy Behar, as well as Hillary Clinton, they called anti-lockdown protesters uh, domestic terrorists. Oh, this thing's like seven minutes long. Let's see if we can try to cut this down. I don't want to watch seven minutes of this. I just want to see them yell at each other. I want to see what their points are uh, in in relation to the vaccine. Let's see. Who did and who didn't get a shot? But then that raises concerns that people who don't get one will feel discriminated against. Well, get a damn shot. Can you relate to this confusion <laughs> over all of this? I'm so sorry. Uh, Sarah, I mean... I, <laughs> I'm not confused, but I understand some of the confusion. I think the timing of the CDC guidelines was important because I think it was a reminder to get people out to get these vaccines because we've kind of plateaued a little bit with our rates. We're at 37.8% fully vaccinated, which means we need people getting these shots in arms. I also think... I got I to gotta cut it off. As much as I want to watch it, I really am not too thrilled about hearing it. I'm sure we'll hear about it later on. Again, the artists trying to figure out how to uh, virtue signal into getting you to take the shot. That's all it is. Just posturing. Just posturing. Two catty propagandists trying to figure out how to scare and terrify the people. They may not have gotten the memo that they're on the same side. Well, no. Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? We'll be talking about this later on as well. OSHA employers may be held liable for any adverse reaction from mandatory COVID shots. That's a good thing because these evil, wicked people definitely called for legal liability protection. They do not want to be held accountable. Pharmaceutical companies, uh, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, AstraZeneca, none of these companies want to be held liable if something happens to you. Yeah. You're on your own if that happens, bud. 
That's what I've been saying as well. And I'm sure we'll talk more about this in the second segment. Of course, the shot is going to be free because the treatments won't be. Let me read a little bit of this, then we'll get back into this news cruise and close it out for you guys because we actually have a show to do. If you're not here for just the news cruise. This comes from the Free Thought Project. They put this up May 20th. It's by Matt Agarist. It says the Federal Occupation Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, has issued a rather bombshell update to its website, which is not good news to companies who force their employees to take the C-19 vaccine. Essentially, according to OSHA, companies may be liable for an employee's adverse reaction to the vaccine if they require them to take it. We'll talk probably more about that later on in the show. I think that'll be a good one to put aside for the time being. Good news is coming out. Now, this sounds kind of crazy. I might post this up in the Telegram. Man, I, I, I tell you, like, the, there's, there's some pretty crazy cool stuff coming out right now. Questions like, is all the pollution that's happening in the environment, is that causing more and more strange creature sightings? And then at the same time, is that also increasing UFO sightings? Check this creepy headline out, or this cool headline out. Crystal formed by the world's first nuclear blast defies the natural laws of crystals. Ah, oh, man, I bet that would be such a wild ride to read. Oh, shucks. I gotta read it. Talking about New Mexico. It said, did anything come, did anything good come from the world's first nuclear bomb test? Up until now, people would say no. The scientists studying the materials formed within a massive blast of a heat may disagree after finding an unusual crystal that is brand new to science because it's impossible in the world of crystals. Will it protect us against future nuclear blasts? Quote, this article reports the discovery of a heretofore unknown icosahedral quasi-crystal created by the detonation of the first nuclear device at Alamogordo, New Mexico on July 16, 1945, the Trinity test site. Like all quasi-crystals, the new example violates crystallographic symmetry rules that apply to ordinary periodic crystals. It was found in a sample of the red trinite, a combination of glass fused from the natural sand and anthropogenic copper from transmission lines used during the test. That's very interesting. It says in the latest edition of the journal, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the scientists who discovered that it, who discovered it explained how the first nuclear detonation at the Trinity site in New Mexico formed a quasi-crystal, a crystal that is ordered but not periodic. Classic crystals have a precisely symmetrical ordering of, a ta- of atoms in periodic patterns that repeat over and over in a 3D lattice. While each cell in a quasi-crystal is different from the next one, rather than repeating it in an identical pattern. Israeli, pharma- or Israeli physicist Daniel Shetman first noticed this impossible crystallography pattern in 1982, eventually turning his research into a 2011 Nobel Prize in chemistry. The first known naturally occurring quasi-crystals were found by Princeton physicist Paul Steinhardt in a meteorite which fell in Russia. In 2016, Caltech's Paul Asimov determined that quasi-crystals or that the quasi-crystal was formed from the shock of the meteorite colliding with others in the asteroid belt. All of this prepared the researchers for identifying the quasi-crystal formed by the first nuclear bomb. Fascinating. Fascinating. We've talked about quasi-crystals, 
time crystals. Uh, crystals being used to store data and information. Fascinating. All this crazy crap happens out here in the desert, man. I tell you. Boy, I tell you. Here is another one. Here is another one. Uh, comes from Technocracy News. Sweden drops the PCR tests. RNA from viruses can be detected for months after the infection. Yeah, the PCR tests are fake. You can turn those up. They'll show you anything you want to see. We'll be talking about this later on, and I think this is a good point for us to kind of kick off the news. Government, quote, scientific advisors admit to using, quote, totalitarian tactics to control people. This comes from SHTF plan, but if you already didn't know, now you know. That's right. They're trying to control you. They're trying to manipulate you. They're trying to put you into a state of passivity, to a trance-like state. They want to brainwash you. They want to keep you entertained. Or as some people like to say, edutained. Educate. Well, that's what we like to do over here. We like to edutain you. We like to educate you and at the same time entertain you. Uh, but there's a purpose to that. But no, that's the plan, is to keep you in a state of passivity, compliance, and more. You have to understand, these people don't care for you. They're not connected like me and you are. They are actually disconnected. With that being said, let's go ahead and start this segment, The Hollowed Out Nation. I'd like to start this segment off by playing for you good people a video clip that I tried to play for you earlier in the week. This is a man making a perfect statement about our current economic conditions and why <laughs> we are no longer in a Trump administration. Let's check this out. This man is giving a perfect rant saying, I want my Trump back. Really? I need Trump back. Anybody else out there need motherfucking Trump back? Anybody else want their fucking Trump back? America ever great. We had gas, we had electricity, we had jobs, we had food. Now we sitting at home with no gas. Some people no electricity, no jobs, waiting for a stimulus check, waiting on the goddamn extra food stamps. What's going on? We wasn't going through this shit for the last four years. We were winning, 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 winning. And now y'all sitting at home being quiet and shit. Now somebody say something. Tell me why the fuck you support Joe Biden right now. Tell me why you support Joe Biden right now. Everybody wanted to get rid of fucking President Trump. What's up? Look at this goofy-ass shit. People ain't got shit to say no more. Just sitting around like sheep, goofy-ass sheep. All they can do is wait. All they can do is wait. All they can do is fucking wait. All they can do is wait. The Democrats tell us they got a Green New Deal for 2030. Green New Deal. You ain't got no fucking plans for everything to run off electricity, electricity in 10 years. You do got a plan to fuck up everything within the next 10 years, but you damn sure ain't got no plan for shit to run off electricity in the next 10 years. You got a plan to fuck up everything within the next 10 years. I want my goddamn Trump back. <laughs> this shit is stupid. Everybody had a lot to say when Trump was in the, was in the White House. Anybody got shit to say with this fucking old ass bum in there? <laughs> fucking up our fucking country, fucking up the economy. These motherfuckers projected that we were gonna have a million new jobs, 200,000 new jobs. And where the fuck are they at? Probably 200,000 illegal immigrants that you motherfuckers probably up at the border got new jobs, but we don't. 
We hurting in America. Everybody quiet as shit. Where the fuck are the Joe Biden supporters? I can tell y'all why I support Trump. Tell me why y'all support this motherfucker. Ain't doing shit but fucking us up every day, fucking us up. I don't see shit. I love it. I love it. I love it. More of that energy is what we need. We need more people getting upset. We got a culture of compliance. We don't have a culture of rebellion. I'm fighting back. I'm calling it out. Like you said, where are these so-called mythical Biden supporters I keep hearing so much about? The most popular president in U.S. history. Or at least that's what we're told. The most popular president in American history. This guy beat Trump. Oh, and we can't say that the election's stolen. Wow. Let's get it started talking about the hollowed nation. Right here, U.S. Army is prioritizing climate change to align with President Biden's agenda. They think it's a very serious threat. This comes from Chris Inlow of The Blaze. They put this up May 17th. It says the United States Army published a bulletin last week revealing that the military branch considers a grave threat that may jeopardize U.S. national security. Climate change. It says the document published by Assistant Secretary of the Army for Installations, Energy, and Environment claims that, quote, climate change is a serious threat to U.S. national security interests and defense objectives. Quote, warming temperatures open new threat theaters of operations for military and commercial use while extreme weather events and rising sea levels threaten infrastructure and economic output, trigger large-scale, depopul- or large-scale population displacement, migration, and exacerbate food and water insecurity, the bulletin claims. Because of these alleged threats, the Army will now be, quote, prioritizing climate change in strategic defense plans. The new focus appears to be directly related to President Joe Biden's agenda, which emphasizes addressing climate change threats. The Defense Department, in fact, has already established the, quote, Department of Defense Climate Working Group, a new office that will coordinate the Department's defense ongoing response to climate change. Interesting. Could you imagine that? The military getting involved in climate change, population displacement, and so much more? You know, I can't... uh, I guess here's, here's what I think of when I hear climate change, the Army getting involved. Earlier this week, there was a video that came out of Spanish soldiers literally throwing migrants back into the sea. I kid you not. Audio listeners, you guys can't see this, so I'll just go ahead and try to describe it to you. But uh, that's exactly what it sounds like. You've just got them near the end of a pier or something, and then you've got the soldiers looking onward. You've got soldiers down there in the water, and sure enough, they're just chucking them in there, saying, get yourself up in that water. Get out of here. Get out of here. This is on Faro.tv. There's an actual website where you guys can go see it, go find it on our our Telegram channel. But uh, sure enough, this is Spanish soldiers hurling migrants into the water. So that's the kind of image I get when I think of the American Army. The U.S. Army prioritizing climate change. I get an image of them just chucking people back into the water. 
And I mean, that might be comedic because I know that won't happen, especially not with this current administration that we have in and the plans that they have with Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, and so much more. Cutting down on, on, on costs, cutting down on everything, uh, building up the infrastructure, like they like to say. In the second segment, I'm going to be playing for you guys a clip of uh, National Guard members in Dallas, Texas, running around basically administering vaccines. And uh, that's not climate change related, but look at these additional responsibilities and duties that are being granted uh, to our, our, our army, to our military. It's like as if the defund the police movement is having the desired effect er eroding law enforcement, and you now have military uh, beginning to take on, again, these, uh, these additional responsibilities and so much more. I think that's just so crazy in so many different ways. Uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I guess to me, I look at it, I think about it, and to me, it just, I, 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 get, I get a bad feeling about that. I know it's seen as a good thing, but uh, something just kind of rubs me the wrong way about it. But continuing on, getting back into the hollowed nation, here's more of that prioritizing climate change. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer orders the shutdown of a pipeline during a gas crisis. This comes by Mike Lachance of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up May 18th, and it says that states throughout America throughout the American Southeast are in a full-blown gas crisis. Some gas stations are raising prices to ridiculous levels, while many of them don't even have any gas. All this is unfolding. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has decided that now is the perfect time to shut down an oil pipeline from Canada. We talked about this just last week. The Gateway Pundit asks the question, why? Why? Because climate change. Uh, I think the reason she gave at the time is that she was worried that it was going to burst, that it was going to rupture. She didn't want to put too much stress on it. Let's get into this. It says that, uh, this comes from the Washington Examiner, Gretchen Whitman orders Canadian ca uh, Canadian company to shut down oil pipeline despite widespread fuel shortages. It says Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer ordered a Canadian energy company to shut down an oil pipeline long targeted by activists despite fuel shortages brought on by the cyber attack on the nation's largest pipeline. Quote, these oil pipelines in the Straits of Mackinac are a ticking time bomb and their continued presence violates the public trust and poses a grave threat to Michigan's environment and economy. Whitmer's office said in a statement about the pipeline, Whitmer gave Enbridge, the company that runs the pipeline known as Line 5, until Wednesday to shut down amid fears that it could spill any day. Enbridge, however, said the pipeline has been in operation for 67 years and has not once had a leak, though a different Enbridge pipeline did spill nearly half a, gallon, half a million gallons of oil in the Kalamazoo River in 2010. The company said it has been, quote, working to tunnel beneath the lake bed to further improve the safety of the pipeline after it was hit by boat and anchor cables in recent years. They go on to say that this makes no sense. Why are they shutting it down? They don't want to put too much stress on it. It's been working fine for the past 67 years. Why shut it down? Because it's not about 
It's not about profit. It's about politics. That's what you got to understand moving forward, that these people already have all the money they need. They've got all the influence. They've got all the politicians. They've got everything they need. Now it's about controlling the population. It's not about profit. It's about politics. It's about making people understand that you no longer have that option of wiggle room where you can buy your way out of situations that you have to obey the agenda. You have to obey the new world order. When last year, Lori Lightfoot said that, it's funny because she just popped up over here on the ticker. When Lori Lightfoot said that she's going to make it easier for people to essentially pledge themselves to the new world order, that's what I'm talking about. There's still some pockets of resistance in Canada that aren't caught on yet. Shutting down the pipeline will send the message that we're moving on to climate change, that we're moving on to sustainable development. We're setting the stage for Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Continuing on with more of this hollowed nation. This situation we found ourselves in and this just these, these, these wild days, man. I'm not sure what you would say, uh, but check this out. Biden plans expansion of Fed's army of snitches and dollars for callers program. So on top of that, on top of Beijing Biden trying to purge the military of white supremacists, of anybody that has any dissenting viewpoints, you have them expanding an army of snitches, of federal snitches. So we already knew that there were trolls online, uh, that there were shills, that there were agents and stuff like this. But now they're saying, oh, no, we're, 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 yes, we're doing that. We're for sure manipulating you online. We're paying people to do it. Uh, and we're going to take it a step even further. Let's get into this. This comes from Global Research. Uh, but the folks over there at Truth Unmuted put it up on May 17th. It says the Biden administration may soon recruit an army of private snoops to conduct surveillance that would be illegal if done by federal agents. As part of its war on extremism, the Department of Homeland Security may exploit a, quote, legal workaround to spy on and potentially entrap Americans who were, quote, per perpetuating the narratives of concern, CNN reported last week. But federal informant programs routinely, routinely degenerate into dollars-for-collar schemes that reward scoundrels for fabricating crimes that destroyed the lives of innocent Americans. The DHS plan would, quote, allow the department to circumvent constitutional and legal limits on surveillance of private citizens and groups. Federal agencies are prohibited from, get, from targeting individuals solely for the First Amendment-protected speech and activities, but federal hirelings would be under no such restraint. Private informants could create false identities that would be problematic if done by federal agents. DHS will be ramping up a war against an enemy which the feds have never clearly or competently defined. According to a March report by Biden's office of the, direct, of the director of national intelligence, quote, domestic violent extremists uh, include individuals who, quote, take overt steps to violently resist or facilitate the overthrow of the U.S. government in support of their beliefs that the U.S. government is purposely exceeding its constitutional authority, perhaps like setting up a private informant scheme to evade constitutional restrictions on warrantless search on warrantless surveillance, I I, I could see how people would be upset about that. Let, let let me pause right there because that's it 
right there. And we've talked about this on the show, unfortunately, time and time again. <laughs> like, you, there is, like, we, we have to understand that at this point, we've got the Gestapo, we've got the Nazis, we've got the agents, right? We've got the Shills, we've got the Mr. Smiths, we've got the informants. You've got them all, man. That's why you've really got to, you've really got to learn to do, like, um, background checks on people and really try to I don't want to get into to a lot of detail with that stuff but you really got to learn to vet people uh, and test people and really really uh, really really dig into not only their social media presence but who they are as people and where they kind of came from this kind of goes back to what I was saying beforehand at the start of the show with last year being a battle year I mean shucks look at all the stuff that's going down since January 6th they've, they've arrested over 400 political prisoners at this point You've got crimes, homicides, and all kinds of other stuff skyrocketing. You won't find any, 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 none of those things will be resolved. Any, none of those crimes will be resolved. Oh, but how dare the people of, how, how dare those Trump supporters make their way to Washington to let their voices be heard? We've got to hunt them down individually. We've got to, we've got to persecute these people. You see the difference right there? You see the promotion of chaos, lawlessness, destabilization, and more. But the, the, the amplification of political persecution, robbing people of their finances, their security, and so much more, this is very dangerous. And so when I'm saying that a fair amount of the population has already been surveilled and is under surveillance, I think I probably was, am, is one of those people that is under surveillance. I'm not quite, quite sure, so I keep my circle small. But at the same time, I'm not really going out there telling people to do all kinds of... Uh, what I'm trying to say is... What I've said before in the show, uh, that FBI informants infiltrate militia organizations to stop them from executing their constitutionally uh, given right. When some of these petty tyrants and dictators overstep their boundaries, we have a constitutional right to kind of carry out the rights to keep them in check. That's also why we're given a Second Amendment. This is stuff that's written in, 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 in law. But what's happening now is these people are overstepping that, and so they know they're overstepping that. And so their checkmate, because it's not it's it's chess, not checkers. Their checkmate move is to have informants infiltrate these groups, disrupt things, cause chaos, so they can't legally and lawfully two different categories. Lawful is with a uh, 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 legal. Uh, lawful is whenever you're. Ah oh, shucks. Legal is whenever it's related to the Constitution, or legal is whenever it's related to corporations. Lawful is whenever it's related to the Constitution. Two separate things. Uh, but the idea behind this is that we have a duty to uphold the law and also legally execute it. It's a whole thing. It's a whole mess. But what I'm trying to say is they're messing stuff up. They're making their move. They're taking groups over. Uh, this is why you have a lot of people who are being politically persecuted right now, these 400-plus political uh, uh, prisoners, like the QAnon shaman who's making defenses like, oh, I'm autistic, that's why I did it. You have them selling out. And you got to think about that. When these people sell out, they make their way back home. They start communicating with all their old friends. It's kind of like gangster stuff. Rico cases. They say you're not supposed to associate with uh, known felons, known uh, undesirables, things like this. Well, that's what's going to happen. Because all they've known is politics for the past couple of years. They're going to go back to everything they've known and trap other people. And it's going to be a whole mess, man. It really, it, it already is. It already is. 
Let me read a little bit more of this, and then we'll continue on. It says, one DHS official call, uh, bewailed to CNN saying, quote, domestic violent extremists are really adaptive and innovative. We see them not only moving to encrypted platforms, but obviously coaching their language or couching their language so they don't trigger any kind of red flag on any platforms. DHS officials have apparently decided that certain groups of people are guilty regardless of what they say. The targets are likely to simply be people with a bad attitude towards Washington. That would include gun owners who, dis who distrust politicians who vow to seize guns. The latest fuzzball standards fit the post-9-11 pattern of wildly expansive threat definitions. Shortly after its creation in 2002, DHS warned local law enforcement agencies to keep an eye on anyone who would, quote, express dislike of attitudes and decisions of the U.S. government as potential terrorists. DHS-funded fusion centers have attached the, quote, extremist tag to gun rights activists, anti-immigration zealots, and individuals and groups, quote, rejecting federal authority in favor of state or local authority, even though many of the founding fathers share the same creed. The Pentagon taught soldiers and bureaucrats that people who attended public protests are guilty of, quote, low-level terrorism. An Air Force report accused women who wear hijabs of, quote, passive terrorism. Endless enemies lists come in handy at congressional and appointment appropriations hearings. They're expanding the Dollars for Callers program. And this is just a, an expansion of the previous article, uh, just going into more detail about all these different operatives, the things that they have in play. Again, you've got to understand that we're for sure being socially engineered. That's why I say COVID-1984 and, and, and trauma-based mind control, because they just traumatized the bejesus out of us with, with C-19 and more. And then they radicalized us with the protests, the George Floyd, uh, the, 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 the dueling, competing reality situation. And then at the same time, they were able to just release all of these other informants and agents and operatives. Check this out right here. Uh, B-6113, Pentagon has created an unregulated, secret undercover military force with 60,000 60, operatives working anonymously across America. 60,000 operatives. You saw some of them promote the C-19 vaccine. Well, you see some of them admitting that they're working with the feds. It says the unprecedented shift has left an even greater number of soldiers, civilians, and contractors working under false identities, partially as a result in the growth of secret special forces, but also as an intentional response to the challenges of traveling and operating in an increasingly transparent world. The explosion of the Pentagon cyber warfare, moreover, has led to thousands of spies who carry out their day-to-day -day work in various made-up personas, the very type of nefarious operations the United States decries when Russian and Chinese spies do the same. That's right. So, so, so think of like the CIA infiltrating, oh, I don't know, news. <laughs> uh, news, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Kind of think of it like that, where they have these fake personas. They, 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 they come up with an identity. They, they come up with a backstory. They say, that's you. You stick to this role but you know who you're loyal to. That's why I think to a certain, to a certain degree, 
when I see the the U.S. Army propaganda video and the CIA uh, LGBTQP CIA video, the propaganda video that they put out, I know that's all psyops. I know that is all designed to keep people off kilter. It's it's meant to make people question and trigger because they're 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 not really sure. I know that to some degree this is a part of this is a part of it. I think a better way to explain what I'm trying to say is a lot of the people who end up being uh, drag queens are, 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 are convicted sex offenders. And so they change their names to get away from some of these, these, these crimes that they commit. The trans thing that's happening right now is, is it's a part of a massive part of this PSYOP thing. Like there's, again, just so many other social engineering things taking place, the externalization of the hierarchy and so much more. Uh, it's again just very crazy to see it all unfold. You see, this is the hollowed nation, and that this is what happens too with the fog of war, where everywhere, where we're going into like a cold world mentality, right? We need information. We need information about the numbers. We need we need information about how people operate. We need information about the structures. We're going into a cold world mindset, and this is the type of stuff that that, that ties into it. Let me play, or let me let me get into this a little bit, and then I'll I'll move on. We'll talk about how, while all these changes are happening to the military, they're uh, taking on new roles, new responsibilities, new duties. The Pentagon's changing, and so much more. We're also seeing the same thing take place in this newly created branch of the military, the Space Force. And so, while you have the Pentagon and the U.S. Army becoming like the law enforcement and the CIA, you've also got the mili- You've also got the Space Force doing changes as well let me read a little bit of this and we'll get into that this is the largest undercover force the world has ever known is the one created by the pentagon over the past decade some sixty thousand people now belong to the secret army many working under masked identities in a low profile all a part of a broad program called signature reduction for the past decade the united states program or pentagon has been busy creating the world's largest undercover covert faction force or action force that has 60,000 soldiers who lurk in the shadows to carry out missions you'll never hear about. If you are a fan of streaming television, then you know all about, then you know that the government has created the ultra-dangerous B-613 from the show Scandal, but only on a scale that is literally beyond comprehension. In an excellent example of ironic confidence, this is what Obama called for back in 2008. Quote, We cannot continue to rely on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, and just as well-funded. This is Barack Obama, July 2nd in 2008. I remember reporting on it. The article, the article goes back on to say that, I don't know about you, but knowing an organization like this exists is not a source of comfort for me. No, this is the stuff that inhabits dystopian dreams and brings night sweats. When we watch the shenanigans and the misdeeds of the government employees we do know about, and are shocked to the core about the evil that they produce, just imagine what's happening under the cover of darkness with a group that is accountable to no one and has all the money and power necessary to carry out their deepest, darkest, power-mad fantasies. No, that doesn't bring me any comfort at all. It doesn't. It doesn't because... When we read things like this, moving on, unfortunately, Space Force official fired after denouncing neo-Marxist agenda 
in the USA. That doesn't make me happy because that tells me that, again, you are no longer allowed to be your own person. You, you can be anything you want, but you're not allowed to be an American, right? That America is just a hollowed out nation, that we're just this husk, that we're not our own people anymore, that we're an operating base for whatever this force is using. Let me see if I can get a little bit of this news clip in here for you guys. I'm not sure if this is a part of it, uh, but l- let's, let's, let's get a little bit of this, and then we'll read this quick article. Uh, this comes from Just the News and Not the Noise. And let's listen. House Intelligence Ranking Member Devin Nunez declared Sunday that the U.S. intelligence agencies failed to properly investigate the origins of the COVID-19 virus and pleaded with President Biden to launch a whole-of-government review to determine if the deadly virus emanated from a lab accident in China. Representative Nunez also disclosed in a letter to Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines that there is evidence that U.S. spy agencies may have squelched dissenting opinions when early intelligence suggested the coronavirus had originated in the wild, something that yeah, is now... I don't now- think this is what we're looking for. This is not what we're looking for, but uh, hold on to that one for me, lady. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this article first, and then we'll touch on C-19 and more in the next segment. It says a U.S. Space Force officer who published a book saying that neo-Marxism is influencing the military has been relieved of command due to his remarks on made on a podcast. Quote, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting, Special or Space Operations Command Commander, relieved Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lomiere of command of the 11th Space Warning Squadron, Buckley Air Force Base, Colorado, May, May 14th, uh, due to loss of trust and confidence in his ability to, quote, lead the Space Force. Um, they said this in a statement according to the Washington Examiner. Quote, this decision was made or was based on the public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lomiere in a recent podcast. Lieutenant General Whiting has initiated a command-directed investigation on whether these comments constituted prohibited partisan political activity. He made the remarks while promoting a book on a podcast where he decried leftist practices in, institute, in U.S. institutions, including in the military. I think we actually have a clip here for you guys as well uh, where he talks a little bit more about that. But again, you know, this is the type of stuff that's important to get on record because what we're what we're seeing is that purge. We are seeing that I, that ideological purge of the military uh, to where you are not allowed to say anything that isn't aligned with the new world order. Uh, no borders, no walls, no USA at all. There is no such thing as American America was never great. It's never going to be great. This is that, that deal Marxism where they're rewriting the future or rewriting history where they're saying that having your nation state is bad, having your patriotism is bad. Um, this is very concerning to me. But here is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Lomier over on Sean Hannity. This is the former Space Force commander saying that there are videos being distributed in the military that says our country is evil. So imagine this. Imagine you've been in the military for, you know, I'm assuming this guy's entire life. Trump launches the Space Force. He's all fired up because, heck, yeah, we're going to space. We're going to the moon, boys. And then he sees all this Marxist crap in, this, in, the, in a new branch. He thinks, oh, well, this is just because of all the generational rot, you know, the unpatriotic generational rot that took place in the military. Hopefully it won't be like that in the Space Force. Gets all excited. And sees that, holy crap, this neo-Marxist infiltration is taking place even here. And so he sounds the alarm. And then just like in France, 
where you have people over there trying to fight for his fight for their country. You got Emmanuel Macron shooting down the French general saying, no, you will not warn the people. So this guy's having the very same thing happen to him. You will not warn the people about this neo-Marxist takeover. We're going to play a little bit of this and then we'll take a quick break. I'll see you guys on the other side. Story tonight surrounding Air Force uh, Commander Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, who was removed from his post on Friday after he made explosive revelations about the increasing presence of Marxist and critical race theory ideologies inside the U.S. military. Comments he made on a recent podcast and in reference to his self-published book, Lohmeyer says he did consult with his superiors about how this critical race theory push was causing unnecessary divisions inside our armed forces and says he also obtained counsel from a public affairs officer and base legal. So why fired? Why, why did this happen? Here to explain, author of the new book, Irresistible Revolution, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, who is now, by the way, speaking in his personal capacity, about his views, uh, they don't necessarily reflect the official policy of the Department of Defense. Okay, tell us exactly what happened. Sean, I appreciate you having me on the show. And in fact, that statement that you just read that came from Air Force Public Affairs, I included in the front of my book uh, three times, once on the copyright page, once in the front matter, and again in the introduction to the book. Um, what happened is I began noticing some time ago, and not just in the past few months, but over the past several years, uh, an increasing relevance of what I saw was uh, Marxist ideology parading around by other names. Uh, the Defense Secretary in February, I think it was February 5th of this year, uh, called for an extremism down day and issued a guidance memorandum to all service members. And in the guidance memorandum, he basically gave an injunction to every service member to combat extremist ideologies within the force where they saw them and to take it upon ourselves to protect one another and to speak up and educate one another about extremist ideologies when we discovered them causing divisions within the force. And that's me paraphrasing the guidance memorandum. So I, I include that in the introduction to the book as well. Okay, so you had recognized the narratives as being Marxist in nature, your words, not mine. And also you mm -hmm. said it teaches intensive teaching that I heard at the day that the Constitution ratified the U.S., codified white supremacy as the law of the land. Uh, are, are they not aware that uh, we fought a civil war, that the 64-65 Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, that Joe Biden's friend, by the way, filibustered, uh, side note, uh, while not perfect, we have made incredible strides, have incredible more to go uh, towards a more perfect union. Is that not recognized at all? I think it is recognized. And I think one of the things the Defense Department does very well is, is make it very clear that we've got zero tolerance for discrimination of any kind based on race, uh, sex, politics, religion, etc. And so that's the standard, right? And so to that end, I've made that very clear to my own people that in the light of a hyper-politicized environment that I've seen since taking command and I'm no longer in command, uh, I will not tolerate any discrimination of any kind based on politics, for example. And so let me give you one example of what I saw uh, in the past 10 months when I was in command of a unit. Uh, there were videos being sent out to every base uh, service member that we were asked to watch in preparation for our extremism down days and uh, discussions on race. Uh, 
in which we were taught that the country was evil, that it was founded in 1619 and not 1776, and that whites are inherently evil. And so I speak up against those things in my book. I would think in the military that you talk about a brotherhood and a bond that really is kind of unimaginable in real life because you all have each other's back on the battlefield. Thank you for uh, updating us. Appreciate it. Hey, Sean Hannity. And think about that, dude. Like, yeah, it's a brotherhood. I'm not going to say, like, people are getting mad. It, it, it's a brotherhood. You're linking up with people. You're trying to serve your country. You're having patriotism. And then they're saying, no, you're not going to serve your country. And then, if anything, like, they take it a step further and say that you're not able to join unless you have these pre-described views. This is the ideological purity test that we're seeing right now and the purges that are taking place. And the sad part is is they're going to create the social justice warrior stormtrooper types that are willing to carry out anything they need. This is the hollowed nation. This is what, again, why they're saying the country started in 1619, not 1776. Look at the Declaration of Independence. But again, look at what is taking over the country and what they are doing to the founding fathers, the institutions we have, and so much more. That's why this is so crazy. That's why this is also wild. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about C-19, the reactions, all this and more, how they're, po- how they're poisoning the population all on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. my friends i'm here to talk to you about that's right cbd oil cbd oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts and you know they're trying to flood us with both according to a 2013 study published in the british journal of clinical pharmacology cbd was proven to have these benefits relieving pain and inflammation having antipsychotic effects reducing anxiety helping to fight cancer relieving nausea treating seizures lowering incidences of diabetes and also promoting cardiovascular health realize that in 2014 purdue pharma received fda approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction this will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them and remember guys and gals stay vigilant in a world where secret powers are in play 
where nothing is as it seems. One brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. And we know. And we know, don't we? Boy, don't we know something. Oh, I tell you, I know something I don't know. I know some things I don't want to know. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning into this edition. This is the second segment of Season 11, Episode 16, Dragging Society. wanted to title it Poisoning the Population. Uh, but that's just because, well, uh, they're one and the same. They really are one and the same. We are being poisoned. They're trying to kill us. And uh, you may have noticed I just played the CBD oil break. Right? Haven't played that in forever. It was crazy because uh, you guys can get 20% off if you use the promo code Freedom Faction. I completely forget we even have that that that, that on lock. Uh, but there's... Studies that prove that it's, it, it helps build antibodies. Uh, it helps has anti-inflammation uh, properties. There's a lot of good things, a lot of benefits from CBD. And the reason I say that is because it's kind of like me saying, take a chill pill. Y'all need to chill out, man. A lot of, a lot of people are getting crazy out there. Uh, but the reason I say that, again, is because they are for sure poisoning us. They're not promoting health. They're not promoting uh, fitness. They're not promoting actual general wellness. Nope, they're promoting obedience. Trust the science, right? Ain't that what they tell us? Hey, just put your mask on. We'll get through this. 15 days to slow the spread. You know, insert insert propaganda. <laughs> it's like, oh, but you know, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because some of the, the points that are coming out of people who have just been like perfectly programmed, they, they know that it's all a sham. It's like you walk around without a mask and they're just like, well, why are you doing that? It's like, well, because the masks don't save you. Neither does the vaccine. And it's like, well, why are you wearing it then? And it's like, well, because I'm, well, why aren't, why aren't you wearing one? Because I don't want to. And it's like, well, come on, just be in fear with me. What's wrong with you? And it's like, I don't want to be in fear. I'm tired of this. This is stupid. You know this. <laughs> it's, and it's just, it's just hilarious to think about. Uh, because if you're in your, if you're in your right mind, if you're not led by fear, if you have courage, again, like I've been saying throughout the entirety of the week. How dare I have faith that the immune system is going to do what God intended it for it to do. And if I, if I just do my job and take my time building my own immune system, getting myself uh, healthy, active, and in shape, I wouldn't have anything to worry about. How crazy is that? How crazy that we believe the immune system should be designed to do what it what it should do.
And that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. So, you know, when I laugh like that, that's me just kind of having like a nervous laughter because they are drugging us. We are for sure being poisoned. Uh, and they're acting like it's not happening. And it would be such a simple fix, too, just to say, hey, have an extra glass of vitamin, uh, 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 have an extra glass of orange juice. Uh, drink more water. Go get you some sunlight. Breathe fresh air. But these totalitarians and these control freaks, man, they can't do that. Like I was talking about this at the gym earlier this week, man. I was like, you know, you think about it. And what have I been saying throughout the entirety of this week and with you guys, everybody else I'm talking to. Of course, the shot is going to be free. The treatments won't be. In a better comparison, what does a drug dealer do? They give you the first one for free, right? Because they want to get you addicted. They're like, yeah, the first hit's free. But these other ones won't be. And that's where we're at right now. We've trusted pharmaceutical companies with our health. We are so stupid, we thought we could inject health. All this does is turn us into permanent customers. Thankfully, because a lot of people were waking up to the, the, the lies of the pharmaceutical companies, all the things that they were doing, and so they were fighting back. You had organic uh you had holistic approaches, you had organic food, natural food becoming a major thing. And then out of nowhere, they traumatized us with this so-called pandemic. And now they're building, uh, building faith again in these companies. And I find that just so distressing and so disturbing. Because again, here I am, a year later, I haven't even had like sick brain. I ain't even gotten sick, man. I've gotten lazy, right? But I didn't get sick. <laughs> and so I just find this all all of this so so wild uh but speaking of wild i'm going to play for you guys a very traumatizing clip that i i, I tried to play earlier this week on the the the, the mini cast the crew cast i did with you it's a video of again those national guard members in dallas uh administering vaccines and so i showed this to people without the sound it looks much more terrifying I'm going to play this with the sound so you guys can see how this all goes down. Uh, but they're, again, coaching this as if it's a wonderful thing. You know, look at look at Uncle Sam working overtime on these weekends, coming to find you at your work and jab your arm up with this or, and plunge this needle into your arm. Isn't this a wonderful thing? Uh, but you guys can find this video on our Telegram channel. Uh, let's give it a listen. So right now we're about to go give a COVID vaccine to someone inside a 7-Eleven. This is what community service looks like and getting the community vaccinated. Right here at work by U.S. soldiers. My man, he, I take care of me, man. 
It's all about the uh, being an American citizen, yeah. man. The perks of it, man. I appreciate it, man. If anything, you know, and anything, and I hope everybody else does it too, man. Now, what would you tell people who don't want to get the vaccine? Why should they get it? Why they should get it? Yeah. This dude seems like a decent-hearted homie. He really does. He seems like a good-hearted person uh, that probably doesn't have the time to look into everything that we're talking about here and more, guys. But uh, that just kind of shows you, again, the situation. Uh, for him, he sees it as him doing his duty, being an American citizen, right? This is part of him, like, getting his getting his Patriot card. Like, heck, yeah, he's doing his part. He's getting his vaccine. He sees it as a wonderful thing. And you've got to understand, a fair amount of people see it just like that. Heck, yeah, we should have the military administer vaccines. Operation Warp Speed, what's the problem? It's like, oh, man, I'm so glad to be working. You guys could come do this to me. Oh, Oh, shucks. Oh, isn't this great? Yeah, to me, I guess uh, I guess I just have eyes to see things a little bit differently. I look at that, and like many other people I showed it to this week, it kind of makes me, it makes me worry. I mean, good God, how, the, how, in, how in God's name would that not make you worry? I think, you know what, a better way to go across, or a better way to, to kind of approach this is to hit it with another article, right? You think America is the only one experiencing this right here. Door-to-door vaccine hit squads to be deployed across the UK. This comes from Nima Harris over their news punch. They put this up May 16th. It says the U.S. government are deploying, or the U.K. government are deploying vaccine, quote, hit squads across Britain to forcibly persuade citizens to receive the C-19 vaccination. Is that a better way to explain what you guys just saw? Maybe if I just play this clip over and over and over while I read this article, it'll make a little sense. I think that's a better thing for me to do. So this is happening in the video you're watching is happening in America, but the article I'm reading took place in the UK. It says entire households in Bolton and Blackburn, two areas hardest hit by the new Indian variant, will be offering the vaccine by squads showing up to their doors. A government spokesperson commented on the controversial new scheme, saying that in jabs we trust. How satanic. Dailymail.co.uk reports that Mr. Johnson will proceed as planned with tomorrow's reopening of pubs and restaurants for indoor dining, but he was warned that the Indian variant poses a real risk of disruption to the end of social distancing on June 21st. Figures released yesterday show hospital admissions down by 1.2% in a week to 103 with deaths down 8.9% to 7. Positive tests were fractionally down, fractionally down on last Sunday, Saturday's figures at just over 2,000. A total of 36 million first doses of the vaccine have now been administered. 69% of all adults in Britain, while, while second doses, have reached 19 million. Offers of a vaccine will extend to all over 35. 
days. It goes on to say that the government source added that there was no evidence that the vaccines were not effective against the Indian variant. Ministers are planning to blitz areas with Indian variants where the Indian variants has taken hold by vaccinating entire households to stop COVID from spreading like wildfire. Figures show that the two worst hotspots, Bolton and Blackburn, the virus is spreading three times faster in areas where the jab take-up is below 80%. Boris Johnson warning that the Indian variant posed a threat to his roadmap out of lockdown. Ministers are now sending in the army to help with the drive to target entire multi-generational households in the worst affected areas. Quote, more than 4,000 people were vaccinated by a COVID jab bus, which drove into Bolton yesterday. It comes as, it, as the NHS prepares to send invites to all over 35s by the end of the week to take up their vaccination. And it was reported last night that at least 20,000 passengers were allowed to enter Britain while Mr. Johnson delayed imposing a travel ban from India. The Prime Minister only added India to the travel red list on April 23rd, three weeks after announcing a ban on flights from neighboring Pakistan and Bangladesh. And then it just goes on to talk about, you know, the, 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 the Indian variant. But one of the main things I wanted to point out is, is this right here. That the worst hotspots, like I got to back this video up for you, right? Figures show that in the two worst hotspots, Bolton and Blackburn, the virus is spreading three times faster in areas where the jab take-up is below 80% with Boris Johnson warning that the Indian variant posed a threat to his roadmap out of lockdown. Ministers are now sending in the army to help with a drive to target entire multi-generational households in the worst affected areas. Multi-generational households. We saw this very same thing take place in, in, uh, in Italy. I think that was one of, the, one of the things that they had pointed out there as well. It was like the quality of air multi-generational households, uh, lower standard of living, and so much more. But deploying the army to multi-generational households to administer the vaccine. Does that sound familiar to what we're watching over here? New York City, Dallas, things like this. Think about that. Would that not terrify you? Uh, you get a knock on your door. Hello, I'm from the government. Are you ready for your vaccine? Do people not see what's going on right now? The sad part is, is you actually have people uh, advocating for it, pushing for it, wanting it, right? Embracing this authoritarianism. Again, if we were to talk about this in any other time frame, 2016, 2015, 2017, where you're having the military run up at your place of work, and administer a vaccine to you, people would freak out. They'd say, whoa, this is an invasion of privacy. What is, what, what is this that you're doing here? People would freak out. I would freak out. I'm freaking out. Oh, but because we've got the pandemic, right? We're throwing logic. We're throwing critical thinking. We're throwing civil rights, freedom. All that's going right up out the window. Right here, Oregon governor taking advantage of new CDC mask guidelines to impose vaccine passports and a vaccine cast system. So another thing we're adopting from India, huh, is a cast system. Here it comes. The social credit score system as brought to you by C-19. This is an article that comes from Adam Dick at the Ron Paul Institute for Peace and Prosperity. 
the folks over there at SHTI Plan reposted it May 17th. It says some people have celebrated as a signal of the collapse of the coronavirus crackdowns the Thursday announcement of the Centers for Disease Prevention that is changing its guidance to indicate the people, quote, fully vaccinated with the experimental coronavirus vaccines need not wear masks indoors or outdoors or engage in so-called social distancing in many circumstances. Hopefully the people celebrating are right. But the politicians out there, including Governor Oregon Governor Katie Brown, who look at the new guidance differently as a means to, to exert new types of control over people, including through mandating vaccine passports and a vaccine caste system. Notably, the U.S. President Joe Biden, who posted Thursday on Twitter that the, quote, rule is simple, get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do, seems to have a similar take, as does Brown. In a Thursday statement, Brown noted that the Oregon state government will continue requiring all people, whether they have taken the experimental coronavirus vaccine or not, to wear masks in public transportation situations and places, including hospitals, healthcare clinics, correctional facilities, long-term care facilities, and schools before describing the vaccine passport mandate and caste system the state will be imposing in light of the new CDC guidance. Brown makes clear that her determination that in Oregon, quote, only fully vaccinated people may now legally be in, quote, most public places without wearing a mask and engaging in so-called social distancing. If you do not fit in that special category, Brown condemns you to a lower caste in Oregon, where you must continue complying with such mandates. Brown's plans includes requiring, quote, businesses, employers, and others to either implement vaccine passports and a vaccine caste system or continue requiring mask wearing and social distance compliance for everyone. Whether a business or other entity chooses option A or option B, it will be acting as an enforcer of the state's abusive dictates. Brown explains in her Thursday statement, quote, In the coming days, the Oregon Health Authority will, provi- will be providing updated guidance for businesses, employers, and other and others to allow the option of lifting the mask and physical distancing requirements after verifying vaccination status. Some businesses may prefer to simply continue operating under the, conter- the current guidance for now rather than worrying about verifying vaccination status, and that's fine. Brown is doing her best to ensure freedom advocates have nothing to celebrate in her state. She likes her coronavirus lockdown, and she is working to keep the crackdown as long as she can. Because these petty tyrants love the power that they've been able to acquire. They love it. They love it because they know full well, hey, this is the best chance we're going to get to rush through all the things we're wanting to do. This is, this is the best way for us to figure out how to micromanage people. If they'll listen, right? At what level do they stop listening? All of this and more. You see, again, because it's not about health, man. It's about compliance. It's about capitulation. It's about obedience. It's about control. It's about getting you to, to, to not look at logic and reason. It's about getting you to abandon that. Because compliance will be the currency of the future. These people know full well what they're doing. You see right here, boom, this is a perfect example right here. Government scientific advisors admit that they use totalitarian fear tactics to control people during the pandemic. Of course, the way we have used fear is dystopian. 
This comes from Steve Watson of Summit News. They put this up May 17th. And think about this. They know what they're doing. They, they know the idea and the name of the game is to propagandize people until they're literally and figuratively killing themselves. And that's what we saw. Suicides up. Overdoses up. You get some of that CBD oil. That'll help kick you kick some of those 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 dependency habits you have. Uh, but again, we don't talk like that because we don't understand what's going on. It's all about fear, man. Again, fear. I don't have that because I'm like I I again, I'm trusting that the immune system is going to do what it's designed to do. I'm doing my part. I'm taking my vitamins. I'm trying to be a healthy fitness oriented individual I want to care about my body what I'm what I'm putting in there I'm trying to be conscious about it uh, and I'm sure everybody else is as well but I don't know I just I see so many different things with this coronavirus that we all could have approached this differently that to have these type of admissions come out now uh, this is just more confirmation of the path that we're on and why we've got to stay the course and stay on these people you know initially whenever this stuff came out I'll go ahead and say it Initially, whenever all this information was coming out, I was looking at the official numbers. I was listening to scientists, uh, doctors, and other people who were doing the analysis and the calculations of, uh, of the infection rate, of, of how fast it's actually spreading. That's why it's to a degree. Some of it is legit. What we're seeing in India, uh, what we're seeing in other parts of the world as well, with these mass die-offs, they're very real. Sometimes these things mutate into something deadly, and it, it, it does disproportionately affect a fair amount of the population. But that's initially. And then we understood that cases are not deaths, right? There's recorded cases, and then there's actually, like, deaths. And then there's stuff that they don't talk about. But initially, I was going with the first amount of numbers, and I was like, wow, this is going to be a population killer. And then we learned that this is a virus that has a 99.9% survival rate. And then we also learned that it begins to mutate. And then we also learned that because of people uh, introducing these vaccines into people, that's messing with the biochemistry, where people begin to shed uh, different variants, turning themselves into these biological weapons manufacturing systems, to again where they shed these 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 different variants, and this adversely affects people. Uh, but that's that's now, you see. At the very start of this, though, yeah, no, they for sure used scare tactics, and that's why people don't really know how to react to what's happening now because they got traumatized during the first half of this pandemic, and now that the real death and the chaos is happening, they don't know what to say. They've been desensitized. Let me get into this. It says scientists in the UK working as advisors for the government have expressed regret for using what they now admit to be, quote, unethical and, quote, totalitarian methods of instilling fear in the population in order to control behavior during the pandemic, according to a report. The London Telegraph reports that the comments were made, or comments made by the members of the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behavior, SPI-B, a subcommittee of the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, SAGE, the group's chief scientific advisory group. The report quotes a briefing from March 2020 as the first lockdown was decreed that stated the government should drastically increase, quote, the perceived level of personal threat that the virus poses because, quote, a substantial number of people still do not feel sufficiently personally threatened. One scientist with the SPI-B admits that, quote, in March of 2020, the government was very worried about compliance and that they thought people wouldn't want to be locked down. 
There were discussions about fear being needed to encourage compliance, and decisions were made about how to ramp up that fear. The unnamed scientists add that, quote, the way we have used fear is dystopian. The scientists further confessed that the, quote, use of fear has definitely been unethically questioned, has been ethically questioned. It's been like a weird experiment. Ultimately, it backfired because people became too scared. And we actually saw a lot of that. Uh, I heard a lot. Like We made a joke just the other week about how people were saying, oh, uh, all, all these adverse vaccine reactions are anxiety related. And I'm like, you can't have a, a, a blood clot attack. Blood clots don't happen because you're over because you're over anxious. They literally, again, traumatize people to a point to where they were killing themselves burning down full buildings because they were like, I don't want any of my customers or my family to come into contact with the COVID. You like, I'm telling you, you I, I've seen videos of people going insane in their backyards and their kids watching them as mommy's just pacing in the backyard, uh, trying to practice social distance. We've seen videos again of people freaking out and in, in elevators, having emotional breakdowns because somebody momentarily didn't have their mask at the proper distance. Like the psychosis that was created with this is for sure dystopian. And so to get this admission, that doesn't mean crap, dude. People are dead because of this. That's what I'm saying. The overdoses, the anxiety, the suicides, and more. People are dead because they use this dystopian power. They spam the bejeepers out of people and people lost their mind. This is, this is, it's, it's, it's sad. It really is sad. And so now, because you have people who are too scared, they cling to the media. They cling to the traumatizers. They cling to their abusers in a, of, in, a, in a case of Stockholm Syndrome, and they never question anything else. This is dangerous. Let me get back into this. It says another separate scientist on the subcommittee professed that, quote, you could call psychology mind control. That's what we do. Clearly, we try to go about it in a positive way, but it has been used nefariously in the past another scientist warned that quote we have to be very careful about the authoritarianism that is creeping in adding that quote people use the pandemic to grab power and drive through things that would never happen otherwise according to the report another researcher with the group acknowledged that quote without a vaccine psychology is our main weapon adding that psychology has a really has 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 been really good during the epidemic actually Yet another scientist on the subcommittee stated that they have been, quote, stunned by the weaponization of behavioral psychology over the past year and warned that, quote, psychologists didn't seem to notice when it stopped being altruistic and became manipulative. Quote, they have, be they have too much power and it intoxicates them, the scientists further warned. The comments were collected by author Laura Dodsworth for her book, A State of Fear, out today that explores government actions during the pandemic. I bet that book is fire. I bet the book is fire because they're telling you, hey, guess what? Well, they're admitting that they traumatized you. They're admitting that they brainwashed you. They're admitting that they put you into a state of compliance and subservience using fear. And that's what I'm saying. Nobody fought back. Nobody fought back. Nobody questioned the narrative. Nobody, nobody wanted to stand up because, well, you had the propaganda machine working overtime. You had them censoring doctors, silencing scientists, SWAT teaming hospitals that were prescribing vitamin C. They literally weaponized the media to where people don't ask questions. Like I said, put your mask on. 
don't don't you dare breathe air. Don't you know there's a virus or something or rather going on? That's why this is so dangerous, dude. And that's what I, that's that's what I keep trying to say throughout the entirety of this life of mine. Now I don't know that a fair amount of the population has been brainwashed. They do not think for themselves. They do not go out and research information, nor do they actively uh, combat the information that they're being exposed to, or do they go out there and correlate what they're experiencing with other individuals? No, you have a lot of people that just follow what the hell they're told to do, and that's very dangerous because monkey see, monkey do got us here. And so while we're sitting up over here playing cute, you know, wearing the masks, not going to work, third world's dying, Yep, there's the answer to your labor shortage. Oh, you don't want to work? That's great. Take your pittance, penny money you're getting, and let's let these people come in here who don't have anything, and they'll work for everything. You see how this works? And so, no, we got played. We got played. We got tricked. And the crazy thing is, too, is now you got people out there saying that they did this, admitting that they did this, yet we still have to wear the masks. You've got Dr. Anthony Fauci saying, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to send mixed signals when it comes to uh, the vaccine or to wearing masks, admitting that it's basically for show. But we still have to wear it? Let me see if I can get this clip up here for you guys of, 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 of Fauci basically saying, oh, well, I don't want to send mixed signals when it comes to wearing the mask. You know, I, I Basically lying. Let me see if I can play this for you guys real quick and then. Uh, we'll continue on because I'm getting fired up. This type of stuff frustrates me. I hate hearing the admissions because it's like, well, of course they're manipulating you. Of course they're lying to you. What do you think's going on? Here's Fauci admitting that the masks were for show. And you wear a mask. Excuse me, how does... How has it changed what you do? How has it changed your mask wearing practices? Well, you know, George, I'm obviously careful because, I mean, I'm a physician and a healthcare provider. I am now much more comfortable in, in people seeing me indoors without a mask. I mean, before the CDC made the recommendation change, I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals. But being a fully vaccinated person, the chances of my getting infected in an indoor setting is extremely low. And that's the reason why in indoor settings now, I feel comfortable about not wearing a mask because I'm fully man, I'm fully vaccinated. See, Finally, see, I know the President Biden announced Here's more of this crap. We do not need to listen to people that flip-flop like this. I guess I do not trust people who were so wishy-washy with the nonsense, man. I trust people who were consistent, who at least admit they made mistakes, and they are willing to correct their behavior. Fauci, ain't, Fauci has not done that. The flip-floppery of this man is just disgusting let me get back into these articles man we got to move on i can't i can't stay stuck on this uh but check this out bombshell connecticut government secretly tells healthcare workers that the covid vaccines are deadly oh but they withhold the same information from the public so imagine that imagine my shock imagine my shock to 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 hear this type of nonsense it's like oh well you guys are all seeing this like i know some healthcare professionals who basically did the same type of thing and then they're like worried to go out there go tell other people because they don't want to lose their jobs but they're they're seeing this they're hearing about the blood clots they're hearing about the seizures the heart attacks right the deaths the bell's palsy the decreased lung functionality sometimes people experiencing alzheimer's or uh, dementia-like symptoms right they're hearing this so they're saying hey uh 
here's what we're going to do. We're just going to write that you got the vaccine on your C-19 card. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and squirt your designated shot down the drain. We're, we're not going to give that to you, uh, but to everybody else, right? Because they're not on the know. They're not part of the white coat cult. They're not like one of us, right? Let's just go ahead and begin experimenting on people. And that's what I'm trying to get across to you guys to a degree and everybody else. We're not dealing with an altruistic government that's or an altruistic medical health care system that actually wants to solve this this problem. You got to understand there's no money in a cure, but there is money in treatments. There is money in experiments and so much more like a better thing. A better way to explain it is with all these transgender reassignment surgeries. How many do you think that's going to take? How many surgeries do you think that's going to take? And then how much money is that going to take to conduct those type of surgeries? You see what I'm trying to say? There's no money in a cure, but there is profit and disease. So let me get into this article from Mike Adams of National News. They put this up May 18th. It says, today we bring you a shocking true story about the C-19 vaccines, the government of Connecticut, and an open admission that vaccines contain dangerous and even deadly substances that are documented and known to cause vascular damage to human beings. It's all admitted right in the open. In these Connecticut documents shown above, which admit these vaccines can be fatal, the original documents used in this research may be found at the following links. And Mike Adams takes the time to show you uh, the pre-vaccination screening form, the V20, uh, the Connecticut government website on the spike protein propaganda and everything. He takes his time to lay it out. Mike Adams was one of the initial uh, scientists I was following when, when, when looking at the, the, the coronavirus. Like he was doing all kinds of studies and videos explaining like if this thing was real, how much of a color it would be. And I don't mean like color like black and white. I mean like a, a population color how many people it would kill if it was actually effective. But whenever we found out they were using skewed numbers and this was all made up, he took the time to kind of publicly acknowledge that, apologize, and reassess his position. And now he's coming out with stuff like this. Uh, but getting back into the article, it says, since Connecticut may have removed these documents in order to hide the truth, they're also mirroring the documents at their naturalnews.com servers. You guys can find it on the article uh, if you want to go take a look at it. But it says that uh, Connecticut admits COVID vaccines cause spike proteins then claims they are harmless, even while the Salk Institute con confirms that they'll be deadly. In the documents, you will find astonishing admissions from the Connecticut government. For starters, review the graphic below, which shows the Connecticut government falsely claiming that the vaccine spike protein is a, quote, harmless protein, even while the Salk Institute's own published research reveals that, quote, the protein damages cells. The research, published in the journal Circulation Research, concludes that, quote, we show that the spike protein alone can damage vascular endothelial cells by downregulating ACE2 and consequently inhibiting uh, mitochondrial function. As the Salk Institute further explains, it says, quote, this is the first study to show that the damage occurs when cells are exposed to the spike protein on its own. Thus, the government of Connecticut is lying to its own citizens and encouraging them to be injected with something that will cause widespread, a widespread damage and even death. That's right. Again, this is an article from Mike Adams over there at Natural News. 
It's a bombshell. The Connecticut government is secretly telling healthcare workers that the C-19 vaccines are deadly, but it's withholding that very same information from the public. Because that's how this works. You've got to understand, if they're willing to admit that they're engaging in fear, fear, fear-mongering, mind-control tactics, what else will they be willing to do? They want to be able to document what's happening. They want to be able to test on you. And if, and in their mind, they think that if they could tell you all this stuff is going on, if they can tell you about the Bell's palsy, they can tell you about all the, the adverse vaccine reactions and things that are taking place and you still want to do it anyway, it's on you. That's how this works. The same way they ask for legal liability protection, the same way that they're saying, hey, you don't need this, you don't need that. And if we still run headfirst into these, well, then we deserve everything that's going to happen. This is the mindset. And so that's why you got to be very cautious of the coercive measures they're, they're, they're taking and everything else. Let me play for you guys real quick this clip of Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot saying that they've got to dig into those people that are vaccine skeptics. They're trying to say, hey, how can we coerce people? How can we manipulate people? How can we get people to take the shot? You're already seeing them shaming people. You're already seeing them offer uh, uh, benefits and promotions to people who receive the vaccine. You can get free McDonald's donuts or McDonald's coffee. You can get Dunkin' Donuts. Uber and Lyft will offer you a free ride to the vaccination sites. And then Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot asks, well, why don't these people want to be like us? Let's take a listen. This is good news. You say you will follow the CDC's guidance. What does that mean? Should people in Chicago wear masks or not? Well, I think we've got to get some clarification from the CDC. Um, The rollout, obviously, as the reporting has been, was a bit abrupt. um, And I think they've got a lot of clarification that they need to do. Um, I know for me personally, I'm going to continue to wear a mask in public, and I'm going to encourage others to do so. Um, We've got to make sure uh, that people are continuing to follow the public health guidance that has gotten us this far. And masks, I think, are a big and important part of that. To say, well, if you're if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. That's great. But what about all the other people that are out there that aren't vaccinated? And there's no way to know that. So I think for the time being, most people are going to continue to wear masks um, outside and outside of their homes. And I think that's smart. But when we're told follow the guidance, we don't know what the guidance is. What are you telling businesses in Chicago? I'm telling businesses a couple of things. One, get your employees vaccinated, and we are doing everything that we can to provide support to those businesses. We're actually holding a series of vaccination events in downtown businesses so that employees can get a vaccine in their workplace with people that they know and feel comfortable, and then that helps um, bring them uh, back to work. Um, We're also continuing to make sure uh, that we are social distancing, even as we open up. We've got good news happening here in Chicago, but by no means, whether Chicago or any place else in the country, are we out of the woods. The virus is still here. The virus is still real. We're still seeing deaths every day. So we can't afford to feel like the virus is gone and suddenly we can just go back to 2019. That's just not going to happen. Will the honor code work? Or are, are we going to need people in some way to prove that they're vaccinated? I think that what we're going to see after these vaccines move out of the emergency use um, stage, that employers, uh, places of entertainment are really going to put a premium 
on proving that people um, are vaccinated before they gain entry, whether it's to work uh, or places of entertainment. We're going to do a series of events uh, this summer where we incentivize people to get vaccinated by only allowing people that are vaccinated oh. into these events. So there's a lot of, I think, that we are going to have to do to break through this next wall of hesitancy. Anybody who wanted to get a vaccine has gotten a vaccine right now. Now we've got to dig into those people who are vaccine skeptics or, or hesitant. You had previously... There you go. There you have it. Uh, uh, what I would recommend is get yourself a nice book, uh, pick up some more of them hobbies, and this is, again, more that a hybrid year. Make these people come find you. And then use and use that as an example. Do not put yourself out there uh, for these people. You can get free donuts. You can get all this cool stuff that they're offering you, man. But I definitely wouldn't take it. I'm basically going to use the remainder, the remaining time of this segment to 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 play a couple videos for you guys. Uh, the CDC chief saying that they're not counting on vaccine mandates at all, and Joe Biden saying that ultimately those who are not vaccinated will end up the, paying the price. I'm going to play a couple more clips for you guys, and then we'll close out this segment because when it comes to this, there's so much information coming out like it's crazy. Like here, let me let me play for you this quick clip, right? Somebody going deaf, Chelsea Handler going deaf after receiving her, her jab. So I got my second shot of Moderna today, and I feel really sick, and it's only been four hours, and I'm deaf in one ear. <laughs> Does anyone, did anyone else? I thought I was going to get sick tomorrow. But I feel sick. Did this happen to other people? Please tell me. Yeah, please tell me. She's like, oh my God, I can't hear my left ear. Uh, did this happen to anybody else? Oh my God. This is it. That's what I'm saying, man. Some of this stuff is insane. But I guess that's what happens whenever, again, a fair amount of the population has been brainwashed. We're in a trance-like state. We really don't want to ask the questions of what's happening to us. What does this mean? And can we push back? Uh, but here is the CDC chief saying that they're not counting on vaccine mandates at all. And I think that's just such a weird thing to say. Like, why, 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 why would you say it like that? What is a business supposed to do? Ask, assume that they're abiding by the rules? You know, we are asking people to be honest with themselves. If they are vaccinated and they are not wearing a mask, they are safe. If they are not vaccinated and they are not wearing a mask, they are not safe. And what we're asking businesses to do, probably the most important thing that businesses could do right now, is to work to ensure that it's easy for their own employees to get vaccinated and to give them the time that they need so that they can make those appointments and get them vaccinated so those people in those businesses are safe. So counting on businesses to do vaccine mandates? We're not counting on vaccine mandates at all. It may sure. very well be that local local businesses, local jurisdictions will work towards vaccine mandates. That is going to be locally driven and not federally driven. Sure. You know, it's crazy. Is, uh, it feels like we went from being, I went from mom and pop shop capitalism to techno-feudalism so quickly. It's like, hey, you're a capitalist. You can do whatever you want, you know, as long as you take the time to not really offend other people. But it, it, it's so crazy that now you're having businesses enforce that you get a that you get a vaccine mandate, that you get a vaccine. They're not expecting the federal government to mandate it, but they will have it be a requirement of employment, a requirement of health care, 
requirement. It'll, it'll be conditional, right? And if you look at the COVID-19 action plan, uh, Operation Dark Storm or Dark Winter, Joe Biden's COVID-19 action plan, that's what they're doing. They're trying to bundle the C-19 uh, with all these other packages, with all of these other amenities that we've become so used to. Again, they're not going to mandate it all. No, they're not going va- to mandate vaccines at all. Sure. But they will require businesses to show some type of form of proof of vaccination. Clearly, this is like a violation of human rights, of privacy, of HIPAA, the Fourth Amendment, right? We're, we're, in, we're entitled to have privacy. We're entitled to not show fealty. But again, that's what I'm saying. This is techno-feudalism. This is neo-serfdom. Here is Joe Biden basically threatening people who don't get the vaccine, saying ultimately those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. What kind of ominous statement does that mean? Flare-ups can occur, but if the unvaccinated get vaccinated, they will protect themselves and other unvaccinated people around them. If they do not, states with low vaccination rates may see those rates go up, may see this progress reversed. Ultimately, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The vaccinated will continue to be protected against severe illnesses, but others may not be if you're not vaccinated. But given that the vaccination is convenient and free. Go ahead and take it. It's free. I'm Uncle Joe Biden. I'm trying to help you. Creepy Uncle Joe cares about you. I had cranium surgery. They cut my head open. Trust these doctors. Look at, look at, they did such a great job with me. People that don't receive the vaccine will ultimately be paying the price. I, again, wonder what type of ominous statement what type of crazy implication? What is he alluding to? Because people who have taken the shot have said this my hands and feet were frozen, numb, or burning. So they either got frosted, shot with electricity, or they're burning. He doesn't know. Eric Clapton says he had a bad reaction to her AstraZeneca COVID shot. He feared he'd never play again. So I'm not familiar with Eric Clapton, right? But. A uh, 76-year-old man said he had a terrible reaction to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Blamed the propaganda for overstating the safety of the experimental vaccine. The legendary singer-songwriter and guitarist said his hands, free, hands and feet were either frozen, numb, or burning for two weeks after taking his jab in February. So think about this. This is, this is all the rage right now. Everybody's being told to get it, right? Get your jab. Line up. Roll up that sleeve. We want to help you. We're here from the government. And think about this, man. Like, this is not a good thing. (laughs) These guys make it seem like it's a wonderful thing getting this experimental shot. Because I tell you, the ultimate idea behind all this is to get everybody on board. Because you see how it went from being about the – it went about – from being about the mask, now it's about the vaccine. And so great, if they can inculcate you with the mask and they can harm you with the vaccine, they'll have you for the lifetime. You see, because a lot of people, like I'll tell you, it, it, it's like people who end up smoking their whole life and then suing the cigarette company. 
right? It's like you don't want to have any accountability throughout this entire process. You want to pass all of that on to these companies that are doing what these companies are designed to do. Rob, steal, kill, cheat, and do whatever. They're turning you into a you're, – you're, you're a product to them. Don't be mad at them. You shouldn't have started smoking. But that's what's going to happen with this vaccine. These people are going to be hurt by this vaccine. They're not going to come after the companies, not because they won't be able to, but they won't put it together. And they won't be able to come after the government. They'll just be there with all these, these hospital bills unable to take care of themselves. But that's what this is. It's designed to create a permanent customer that's always running back to the government or always running back to these companies for assistance. Another form of indentured servitude. But speaking of servitude, I think we might have to close out on this particular fact. The Canadian Gestapo continue their tyranny. They've arrested another pastor for assembling church in Canada. Another unlawful arrest. Let's play this and then I'll find time uh, to read a little bit of the article that's attributed to it. Uh, Again, this comes from Rebel News. They're just posting all the content. This comes from Calgary. All the content relating to pastors being arrested and detained. And so, again, it's not about health. It's not about fitness. It's not about overall wellness. About It's about compliance. Let's play this, and then we'll continue on. This rate's job, uh, the government's job to regulate or restrict our worship. And so we're really coming together, peaceful citizens, uh, to worship Christ because he is worthy. In terms of what that means now, I don't really know. The government has obviously... Uh, turned up the heat on churches, trying to discourage them from gathering together. I think they don't understand that Christians are committed to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of the consequences. That's different. Injustice! Injustice! You know what's crazy is as they arrest this man, Arthur Pawlowski, the Canadian pastor we talked about just last week. Adam Sos here for Rebel News with a troubling update. Pastor Tim Stevens of Fairview Baptist Church has been arrested for proceeding with worship today. For those of you not familiar with Pastor Tim Stevens, he's nothing like Pastor Arthur Pawlowski. He's a quiet, reserved man who is simply leading his congregation in worship. He didn't make this a large political deal. He wasn't uh, an outspoken opponent to the authorities. He simply wanted to proceed with worship. Well, in Alberta, in this day and age, apparently that is not to be tolerated. So he was cornered today after worship by a large police force, he and his family. I just got off the line with our videographer, K2, who was on the scene, and he told me it was the hardest thing he has ever seen. The family of Pastor Tim Stevens was weeping as he was hauled away in cuffs like some common criminal. This is a devastating and heartbreaking development. That is three pastors arrested in Alberta. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Pastor, uh, Pastor Arthur Pawlowski had his house burned down. After being arrested, you, you tell me what you did that man. But think about this. This is the situation we're in now. This isn't about, again, it's not about health. This man 
went against the forces. He went against the narrative. This is, this is, again, stuff that you would see in communist China. We'll be talking about them in the next segment. We're going to take a quick break and come back on that. But this is the type of stuff you see in communist China, where you shall worship nothing other than the state. You have no God other than the government. That's what these people are telling you. And that's what you're seeing. By drugging society, making them dependent upon this system, removing the ability for them to even be separate from this, and persecuting them, You've got to think about what society we're creating. Again, what type of morals and values and standards we're bringing into this new world order. They won't even let you have religion. Again, this isn't like Pastor Pastor Arthur Pawlowski, the Polish uh, uh, pastor, shouting at the Gestapo Nazis, telling them to get out. This isn't that guy. This is another pastor, peacefully trying to just go about his business, acting normal. Somebody ratted him out, and this is what the Gestapo police did. So you've got to ask, uh, does this guy have his COVID shot? What about this guy? Does he have his COVID shot? Does he have COVID all over the place? This is what I'm saying by legalizing lunacy and disguising it as liberty. This is tyranny by any other name. Make no mistake about it. And that's why it's got to be resisted. That's why it's got to be exposed. And that's why we'll be here to the very last breath. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about, about these declarations of intentions. you got the Chinese government uh, saying, display Mao's little red book instead of the Bible. You've also got a communist professor saying, oh, America was defeated in a biological war with China. They admit it, as well as Black Lives Matter declaring solidarity with Palestinians. We'll be talking about all this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. going on around you. You are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government 
in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. bomb is ticking but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real food supplies have been completely wiped out we have our evacuation of all counties i report complete devastation forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first, the places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it, the place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last, we've found our way home. Welcome back. Final segment. Welcome back. Yeah, if you don't know, that is the uh, that's the my my Patriot Supply storable goods promo. I'll put the link in the description bar below so you guys can get storable goods. I would highly recommend you to do it. I really would. Uh, there are multiple reasons to get storable goods right now, from the power outages to the food shortages, uh, the the gas shortages that we're seeing over on the East Coast. Uh, some of the artificial power shut shutdowns that we're seeing as well, the the pipeline shutdowns, F frick, man, um, the 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 inflation that's coming right around the corner, the labor shortages, right? There are so many reasons to get storable goods, and that's just the flagship thing. They've got generators, they've got uh, vitamins, they've got all kinds of stuff, uh, water filtration units, air filtration units, all kinds of different stuff that I would recommend you guys go look into. I have been. It, again, it's not about the money. It's about knowing that that stuff is there. And since they're here in America, we have a mostly American audience. Thankfully, a lot of people across seas listen as well. This is just a general 
warning, right? A general thing I'm trying to get out there to you guys. We just kind of have that as a local distributor. Get yourself storable goods. Something to pay attention to. You do not want to be relying on uh, on handouts, man. On handouts or any other people. So I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. Uh, but before the break, we were basically playing a clip for you guys of a Canadian pastor, another pastor in Canada, being detained. Right? And how this is supposed to be about health and fitness and wellness, when really it's not. It's about compliance and control. And in this segment, we're basically going to be talking about how we have abandoned our morals as a country, as we talked about somewhat in the first segment, that we are now a hollowed nation. And because of this, we are ripe for infiltration and invasion. And this is not a good thing, dude. That we have been subverted. Something has taken us over. This is that new normal. And so you have people, uh, like, I, I, I guess I look at things as a changing of the guard, a, trans, a transitional time period. I look at Trump being like the archetypal image of old America and so much more. And then Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos or even Elon Musk or any of these other new technocrats being the model for not even like the new America, but for the new world, right? To where they're, 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 they're not paying tribute and they're not being respectful of the system and the infrastructure that gave them all the, free, the freedom and flexibility they had beforehand. If anything, what they're doing is, is they're using that as a launch point to say, I am never going to create a system to where something like me can come out of it. Like, that's, that's the craziest part about it. Like, we're seeing all of these nations use this system as a way to launch this, this, this whole new system. And then on, on the backside of this, they're burning down the ladder that, that they use to pull themselves up. And it's such a crazy concept. It really is. I hope I explained it appropriately. Uh, but the, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm bringing that in, talking about us abandoning our roots, uh, what this what this means and so much more is that you see them literally creating a new ideology getting rid of again the, 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 the pre-existing structure and there's no better way for me to point this out uh, than touching on this right here Chinese Communist Party orders the church to display Mao's little red book instead of the Bible this is an article that's written by Natalie Winters of the National Pulse of the National Pulse. They put this up May 17th. And longtime listeners of the show have noted or or at least have noticed how we have documented the crazy meteoric rise in authoritarian power of China and how they are actively going against the church. Right? I wish I could say we're seeing this here in America, but we're actually not. If anything, you have people becoming ex-evangelists, ex-evangelists, and saying that they've become trans-Christians, right? At least over in China, they're outright saying, hey, no, we do not want you to have a religion. You shall only worship the state. But this is a very dangerous notion. China is one of the major nations that has a large population of atheists. And the reason why they hate Christians so much is because the rule of God the rule of God, the laws of God, squashes the rule of man. But as I've been saying throughout the entirety of this show, you shall worship nothing other than the state. It's like Kerry Wedler saying the most dangerous religion is government. Let's read. Let's 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 Kerry Kerry Wedler of the Anti Media saying that 
the most dangerous religion is, is, is government. Let's read this article and then we'll continue on. This is a church a church in a church in China displayed books authored by Chinese Communist Party's leaders Xi Jinping and Mao Zedong in place of works such as the Bible, according to reports. This is the bookstore of Sha Myang Tang Church in the city of Guangzhou displayed several copies of Mao's quote Little Red Book and Xi's quote Governance of China. The bookstore, however, did not display any collections of gospel books, a China-aided report notes. Yu Ji, a Chinese-American author, posted a picture of the storefront with the text, quote, The Gospel Bookstore of Guangzhou Christian Church, Shamian Church, displayed a large number of Xi Jinping's books. Seeing this kind of photo on Sunday morning really shocked me. The incident follows the report the Chinese Communist Party is ordering church leaders to learn about the words of Xi and the history of the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, because we, we, we reported on this a couple, it was probably a couple months to a year ago, uh, you had Xi Jinping order churches to replace the Ten Commandments with quotes from Xi Jinping. So the Ten Commandments that Moses got when he came down from Mount Sinai after visiting God, whenever his face was still beaming with what they, what you could call radiological energy from heaven, that's like what changed him. They had these; he had these two stones etched, and he was like, "Here's the new law. Here's how we're gonna do this." That's how that came down to us. That's the Ten Commandments: "Thou shalt not steal," "Thou shalt not kill." All of this, right? They took it a step further over there in in in, in, in communist China. They said, "Let us replace these Ten Commandments with quotes of Xi Jinping." So that's way past North Korea if anything that's blasphemous let's get back into this it says quote according to reports the party's administration for religious affairs organized Christians to study the governance of China Jiangsu Nantong Christian Church had organized church pastors leaders to learn information in this book each of those who participated in the study needed to speak about their own learning experience the report stated quote Everyone unanimously, unanimously, unanimously agrees to run Nantong's church well. It is imperative to learn General Secretary Xi Jinping's speeches. The Zhongshan Ethnic and Religious Bureau of Guangdong Province also organized for those in the religious sector to study the governance of China and insisted that they host workshop seminars on the sinicization of religion in China. The sinicization. Sinicization. Oh, man, I tell you, what's going on over there is kind of creepy. And to just gradually see Americans just, like, lap it up is even even more creepy. You know, because, again, you're having them take something that's relit. You're, you're having them superimpose a, a political ideology on top of, like, a religious a religious experience. Here is one of the founders of BLM, an admitted Marxist, Patrice Cullors, uh, saying that she's happy that her book is like Mao's Little Red Book. So what I'm trying to point out here while, while, while making this connection is somewhat of the anti-Christian nature of Black Lives Matter and how happy they are to wipe Christians off the map. But here is, again, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, comparing her book to Mao's 
little red book. I was at the art publications table today, and I was speaking to this uh, young person from Arizona who's trying to fight uh, SB 1070. And I was he he grabbed a book and he said it's like Mal's red book, and I was like. Man, that's what I was thinking. And it was just really cool to hear him make that connection. I was like, how about you buy like 10 to 15 of these books and you all have like a youth like organizing group where you talk about it and you really try to engage this. And we can just kind of, we need to build off of this. And so that leads me to um, a point that I, I actually wanted to kind of focus on today, which is um, I think I have a, a really important role and speaking to youth, I, I have, maybe it's because I came in the movement at 17 and a half, so I have like just a knack for knowing how to organize young people into this organization and kind of teach them this, this politic and then hear them now organize other people. That's the plan. Get the kids, get them while they're young, right? Get them while they're young. And so while we're abandoning our morals, while we're doing everything we're doing again becoming a hollowed nation calling our founding fathers you know uh, uh, rapists thieves pillagers and all this stuff it's like yeah they were taxed they were they were evading tax they fought for their land that's pretty savage to me man i appreciate that but the way you marxists put it sounds pretty bad so as we're abandoning our morals forgetting our foundation right selling out our country as quick as we can you now have China saying that we are now ready to destroy America. They just know it. So this is an article that comes from Nima Harris over there at Newspunch. They put this up May 16th. It says China has issued its most dire and direct threat to world peace as the communist regime warns that it is ready to completely obliterate the USA in a new war. And the sad part is, is this is not the first time we've heard this, dude. It's really not. We've heard them. We have heard China come out and basically slap us in at the UN, slap us on their own turf, and just have their way with us because they know we're a joke. You look at Joe Biden, dude's a joke. It's a clown. They know he's in the back pocket. That's why I call him Beijing Biden. He's not a strong leader. People know that. And so when they make declarations like this, Biden can't back it up. We don't have allies to back up what, our, what, we, what we should be saying. This is, this is dangerous, dude. Let me read this. It says, A chilling warning issued by Beijing comes amid a tense standoff over the South China Sea in Taiwan. China's government propaganda, Global Times, published an editorial revealing the threat in response to joint military drills carried out by the U.S. The U.S. joined drills with Japan, Australia, and France this week in an intended show of force against the communist regime. Express.co.uk reports that, however, instead of backing down, China appears to have been rattled, prompting a fierce rebuke in Beijing state-run newspapers asserting confidence in China and Chinese military superiority. RT America's Alex Mikjolovich said, quote, The Global Times put out an editorial saying that the U.S. would be defeated if any conflict broke out in the South China Sea. Quote, Many see the drills as a show of force aimed at China as Japan works towards consolidating military alliances in an effort to deter its neighboring superpower. Quote, however, the drills appear to irritate China rather than contain it. He continued on saying that, quote, according to the Global Times editorial, the U.S. will be defeated if it engages in combat with China in its neighboring waters. 
So this is, again, not the first time that we've heard China make such declarations saying that, oh, the days of America are done. Oh, you know, uh, uh, what did they say? What did, what, did, what did Xi Jinping say? We had it like on our Instagram page. He said that uh, our politics are one of the main things that's destroying us, that capitalism is dead, essentially, and that America is coming to follow. They're, they're basically wagging their finger in our face. And so in a single episode, you've heard me, you, you've, you've heard me attribute war declarations to Vladimir Putin, who's saying, hey, if there's any foreign adversaries that try us, we'll knock their teeth out. We're increasing our military. You've now heard me say that China is basically saying the same thing. We're ready to get it on with America. We will, we will obliterate them. And you're not hearing a word from Biden. You're literally hearing two of our biggest adversaries say, we'll, we'll stomp you if you try anything. And because this guy's literally incapable of, 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 of finishing a sentence, of representing power or even the will of the American people, they're having a field day. We're only 100 days into this dude's administration. I think it's day 109. And he is spending money that nobody has on stuff that nobody wants. This is a dangerous game that is being played because we are the victims. We are the victims. And so again, we've got us we've got all these people hungry to sell out the country, our morals being defunct, right? Our culture just being laughed at, people literally not understanding that the 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 the, ideo- the ideology that's being promoted right now is anti-American. We are being weakened from inside. So as we have all this going on, check this out. You've got a Chinese professor, another one, a communist Chinese professor saying that America has been defeated in a biological war with China. I'm going to play this, but it's got subtitles, so I'll try to read it to you. It says, in 2020, China won the the trade war, science and technology war. And especially the biological war. The achievement is unprecedented. This is an an epic making history record. So for the liberal American worshipping cult within China, their worship of the U.S. is actually unfounded. After this trade war and biological war, the U.S. was beaten back to its original form. This comes from Chin Ping, the senior researcher over there at the China Institute at Fudan University. So he's just getting up over there. He's saying, hey, back in 2020, China won the trade war. We dropped a bomb on them, and we put America back in their place. How's that feel? You got a man named Chin Ping telling you that you're a dirty American. You need to be put back in your place. That, 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 that. Uh, increased homelessness, the suicide, inflation, experimental gene therapies. That's you being put back in your place. How's that make you feel? How's that make you feel? Don't make me feel too good. Because check this out. I just listed a couple of the things that these people have done. And just this year alone. Or, and just last year alone. 
let me play for you real quick a clip of Texas Governor Abbott pointing out how much fentanyl is being shipped into the country right now. So you see them laughing about about poisoning us, about defeating us. Oh, we won, we won the trade war. We've done all this stuff. Isn't it great? They have to take it into overdrive and literally drug us. You see what I'm saying? That's maybe I should have included this in the in the previous segment in the drugging society segment. So on top of them literally releasing a bioweapon, traumatizing us and then tricking us into forcing experimental gene therapies into our system, they're flooding us with enough fentanyl to kill everybody in New York. We have the secretary responsible for securing our border and our immigration system who doesn't recognize these charts as being a problem. I find that extraordinary and, and extremely damning. And I'm all for legal immigration. But what we have done instead is just open the doors. We speak of lawful pathways in support of them. And yet the prior administration tore those down, too. Before we just continue the, the blame game here, how many children were processed over a three-year period through that program? We would be pleased uh, to provide that data. Yeah, I think it's about 5,000 children. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, lawmakers, as you can see in the Senate, grilling DHS Secretary Mayorkas over the ongoing surge at our southern border. And now state leaders are joining the cause as 20 Republican governors have sent a letter to the White House urging them to take action on the border immediately. One of the governors is on the border. Sign that letter. Texas Governor Greg Abbott joins us today from Austin. Governor, good morning. Good morning, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, Mitt Romney uh, had that graphic yesterday that showed how out of control the number of apprehensions of people crossing into the country. But according to Secretary Mayorkas, Governor, uh, the border is closed. That is not how it looks. So I, I don't know if uh, Secretary Mayorkas and the Biden administration either don't have a clue what's going on or they are purposefully misleading uh, their fellow Americans because here are the numbers. Uh, on the national level, with regard to uh, the Border Patrol, uh, they apprehended this last month, in the month of April, more than 170,000 people. That is a tenfold increase over the prior April, where they apprehended about 17,000 people. But also, I can tell you what's going on on the ground with regard to the state of Texas, because I have deployed the Texas Department of Public Safety as well as the National Guard, uh, and they have apprehended about 30,000 people who came across the border. Right. They've arrested more than 900 people coming across the border. But i got to tell you, Steve, there's something, a new dynamic about what's going on on the border that Americans need to know about, and that is the increased apprehension of fentanyl coming across the border. Yes, there may be people coming across the border, but there's dangerous drugs coming across the border. For your audience who may not know, Two milligrams of fentanyl is a fetal, um, uh, a fatal dose. And so know this, we had over uh, an 800 or almost 800 percent increase uh, April over April about the amount of fentanyl uh, that has been uh, apprehended by the Texas Department of Public Safety. We have obtained enough fentanyl coming across the border to kill every single person in the state of New York. And wow. so this is a very deadly situation wow. happening on the border. The Biden administration better make uh, wake up. However, Steve, this is the deal. Because of what Texas is doing on the border, it's Texas that is securing the border. We want Biden to pay for it. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, but uh, that was more or less aimed at the, the drug manufacturing aspect, the drug trafficking aspect, not so much the human trafficking aspect, which is very real. 
which also, you know, deserves attention and deserves reward. Uh, but again, I'm looking at the drugs that are coming in and how this is affecting society, demoralizing people, dehumanizing us, degenerating us and making us decadent. You know, earlier this week, we had some people uh, who had joined us for the crew cast from the UK. And I love it whenever my friends get together because you had people and this is why we need people in Russia. We need people in China. We need people all across in Europe. We need a much larger audience because we need to have different discussions. People see things differently than we do. And so these people that had joined us from the UK, uh, they were talking about Asian, like roaming Asian gangs. And I had wanted to ask them about uh, the, the Asian Muslim concept because I find that so intriguing. Uh, you hear that in China they've detained a lot of Uyghur Muslims. There's information coming out today that China ordered the Muslims to tell, tell ordered the Uyghur Muslims uh, to make videos saying that they're not abused. I find that crazy. Um, but I wanted to ask the UK audience members about this Asian Muslim phenomena and these roaming Asian gangs that are taking place. And the reason I say this is because it's not racist to look at this, but at the same time, you're, you're looking at a certain demographic of people uh, who, are, who are carrying out acts and, and, and conducting themselves in a certain way. Like, and what I'm trying to say without saying it is a lot of Asian people will do business with other Asian people, but they really won't do direct business uh, with people who actually aren't Asian. And so, heck yeah, they'll sell the fentanyl because that kills you over time. It's not like a legitimate business venture. It's not something that builds up your community and their community. If anything, it turns them into a provider and you becoming the dependent. And so that's just one way of me kind of looking at, again, what's going on. The multiple layers uh, that are involved, not only in drug trafficking, but the politics and how this affects society and culture thereof. And so there's so many different facets to this uh, that it's just crazy. But again, if you've got us abandoning our morals, saying to hell with everything, making every, becoming apathetic and nihilistic, well, obviously, we would, obviously we would be taken over. Obviously, we have no, we, 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 we don't care to see how we have been infiltrated, invaded, and subverted. You see, and so this is a very, very tumultuous time period to be in. God only knows where this will take us. You know, uh, I've got to do a little quick deviation that I'm going to go ahead and start uh, closing out this episode here for you guys. Uh, let me see if I can get this up for you. I don't think I, 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 I cued it beforehand because I'm not really quite sure how to talk about it. Uh, but earlier this week, Black Lives Matter came out in solidarity with the Palestinians. Black Lives Matter came out in solidarity with the Palestinians. And so uh, I feel like I should just come out right and tell you guys, I'm not too. Whenever it comes to the whole Israel-Palestine conflict, I'm not too versed on the matter. And it's not that I don't care. It's not that I, I, I just I, I understand that Israel is like the prophetic time clock that we've got to pay attention to what's happening over there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to. I know people say, oh, EJ's like, EJ's being a shill for Israel. I'm not really swayed either way. Like, I'm not really tied to either camp from Israel or, or Palestine. I'm really not swayed on either camp. And it's not that I don't care. It's just that I don't see the importance 
uh, for us over here. Yes, I understand that Jews are being persecuted. Uh, that's that's not what I'm saying, though, because even if you were to ask me my opinion on some of the Jews, I would say that some of them are fake Jews. Uh, we could have that discussion of the, Ask uh, the, the Ashkenazi zoo Jews and the Khazarian Jews and things like this. Uh, but I really am not swayed either way. I'm, I, I have to be dead honest with you. This is why you guys really haven't seen me cover it in the years that we've been here. Uh, and this is, again, why I'm not too... Oh, free Palestine. Or, oh, you know, f uh, I stand with Israel. Or I'm, I'm not either way. I see it as... Um, I see it as similar to what's going on here. You've got an indigenous population and then you've got a migrant population coming over uh, basically trying to inhabit the area and one has, each each party has legitimate reasons for their for their angle, you know? And so I don't know, I, I think the, the reason I had wanted to point this out, why Black Lives Matter is teaming up with the Palestinians, I don't think that it's for like liberal, I don't think it's like for liberating purposes. I think it might be for racial purposes and for clout, but I think that's even crazier is because again, you have a certain population, a certain sector of the population uh, that's having their image captured by the new world order. And then they're being used and scapegoated as a means to carry out all of these crazy things. It's like what I talked about at the start of the show uh, when talking about Israel, that all of our money is going to these people who really provide no benefit for us. They're blowing up bombs, shooting and killing each other, and we see nothing from it. That doesn't go into my baby's mouth. That doesn't go into your baby's mouth. That goes like airstrikes and stuff like this. We should not be doing any of this stuff. So I'm definitely not a fan of the military industrial complex. We're going to be talking about UFOs and stuff coming up here next. But, but 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 what I'm trying to point out with Black Lives Matter teaming up with, 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 with the Palestinians showing solidarity is this is just another opportunity for them to have a cause to leb. I don't think they truly care about what's going on with the Palestinians and that whole conflict. Uh, but I think it's, again, a thing for them to get upset and agitated over. I'm going to be playing for you guys real quick a couple of clips of protests that took place over the weekend. And just look at, again, what's what's happening out there in these streets uh, because people have been given a reason to riot. They have been given a reason to be crazy and buck wild. And so that's what I'm saying. I don't really think it's for political or even ideological purposes. I think this is just another reason for people to get crazy and fool. But uh, let's play these quick clips and then we'll continue on. Here are just multiple clips of pro-Israel and pro-Palestine uh, protests that took place over the weekend. So you've got men attacking each other with sticks, chasing people down, fighting in the streets, screaming. I don't think this is a protest, I think this is tribalism. Let's move on. Another 
no violence here, but you've got police barricades keeping the Israelis and the Palestinians divided. Party vibe over here on this one. Party vibe over here. Cops showing up. Get out of the way, I'm going to take off. Get out of the way. 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 Stop! Stop! I never understood this concept. Stop! 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 Oh my god! It's like, oh my God, he ran me over. He, he ran me over. How dare he run me over? Didn't he hear me tell him to stop? So here is a entire street being overrun by uh, protesters. I'm not sure the location. Not sure what location that is. Got an Antifa flag there. Got Antifa flags there, so I'm sure this will pop off here shortly. Let's skip ahead. real quick a clip on our uh, on our telegram channel right let me play for you a clip of some other events that took place during that time period where people were people were going out in the middle of the streets screaming uh f, f basically f them rape their daughters so as you have all these protests going on right all this solidarity ing that's taking place we have to realize that a lot of this is really declarations of war right f these jews rape their daughters i think this is actually in the uk where this took place uh but again this is not a good thing because you've got you, you again you just have war you have general destabilization and chaos erupting all over the world for a reason that these people like the Chaos is happening, and everybody else is becoming like a victim of it. This happened in another part of the world, and everybody else is having to experience it. That's the crazy thing about this new, interconnected, transparent world we found ourselves in. Uh, but here is 
hear our uh, anti-Semitic chants being hurled in London where they're saying F Jews and rape their daughters. F the Jews, rape their daughters, rape them, rape them, rape them. This is, again, the vitriolic hate that's being hurled that Black Lives Matter is like, I sign up, sign me up. These guys have the right idea. When is your first meeting? Can I attend? F the Jews, rape their daughters. Black Lives Matter is like, heck yeah, that sounds awesome. I can't wait. So you've got BLM showing solidarity with the Palestinians, I'm very curious to see where that will go uh, moving forward, man. And again, this isn't something I'm happy about. Uh, like you guys heard me tell you right there, I'm not swayed either way. But I definitely can see this being used as a tool to further divide the country and exacerbate the, de the, the, the already existing destabilized position we are in. So just be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Like I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. There's a clip on our Telegram channel of a dude literally chasing a man down the street with, I think, like a machete or a knife in broad daylight. He's just he's just chasing some dude down. Uh, you know what? Let me just I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking too much. Let me go ahead and just pull this up for you guys so you can see it. This is in Portland. Yeah. Portland man chased by knife wielding thug in broad daylight. Let's listen. Palestine. So stabbings just occurring in broad daylight. F the Jews rape their doctors. You know, fighting every other week, flash mobs, riots, you know, just the works, just the hallmarks of a failing and decrepit republic. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what you would call this time period that we're in, uh, as we're seeing all of the largesse, all the beauty, everything that we were so once accustomed to just leave. I think that's probably why they call it decadence. It's the tale of two cities, man. It was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. Check this out. Supreme Court unanimously rebuffs Biden administration on warrantless searches for handguns. How awesome is that? <laughs> oh, how awesome is that? Yeah, they ruled against just allowing cops to run up in your house and search for guns. Thanks. This comes from Matthew Vadim of the Epoch Times. They put this up May 17th. This is the support. The Supreme Court unanimously rejected the Biden administration's argument in a case from Rhode Island that police should be allowed to enter homes without a warrant to seize handguns. Thank God. Because where you, you know that's where they're going. Beto O'Rourke says it. They want to come for your handguns. That's what HR1 is as well. 
House Resolution Number 1. That's what all this is. Gun control will eventually lead towards confiscation. Control leads towards registration. Registration leads towards uh, uh, confiscation. Confiscation leads towards extermination. Getting back into the article, it says the ruling in the case, Canigla versus Strom, the court filed 20 to 157. It came May, May 17th. Eric Pratt, Senior Vice President of Gun Owners of America and the Affiliated Gun Owners Foundation, praised the decision. Quote, the Supreme Court today smacked down the hopes of gun grabbers across the nation, he said. The Michael Bloomberg's of the world would have loved to see the Supreme Court grant police the authority to confiscate firearms without a warrant. But the Supreme Court unanimously ruled that the Fourth Amendment protections in the Bill of Rights protect gun owners from such invasions into their homes. Yeah, normally you worry about thugs and criminals coming into your homes in the middle of the night, taking everything you have. Now you have to worry about the government doing it because they see you as a threat. Bloomberg, the billionaire former New York mayor, is an activist and a major funder of the gun control groups. The case came before the high court for the oral arguments two months ago as President Joe Biden and congressional Democrats began pressing for aggressive new restrictions on Second Amendment gun ownership rights, including controversial, quote, red flag laws, which allow gun seizures from law-abiding gun owners with limited due process. In the wake of highly publicized deadly mass shootings in March at Boulder, Colorado, supermarket and at Atlanta area spas. Police generally cannot conduct searches of private property without consent or warrant. That's the idea, you would think. That's the idea. And so why are we talking about this in the, te- in the Declaration of Attentions? Because they're trying to come for your guns. You see, if you can disarm the population, you can have a much more servile population. That's what we're seeing with, the, with, 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 with C-19. With a smaller population, they can be easily more influenced and controlled. But see, with an armed population, you have to be that much more sophisticated. So Biden coming for the guns shouldn't surprise you. Him trying to find subversive ways to get people to either tattletale on other individuals or raise some of those red flags for the red flag gun laws, that shouldn't come as a surprise either. But this is a good thing. Having the Supreme Court shut this down to where the cops can't just run up in your house and take your guns, that's a good thing. But at the same time, it shows that you're on a list somewhere and that they're trying to come for you. The Declaration of Intention is a declaration of war. In the same way that we're seeing pushback with the masks, is the same way we'll see pushback with the gun control. But that's why they're being very, very methodical about how they're approaching this. They can't be as quick as they were, like with the gun, or like with the vaccines. With guns, because that's an actual line of defense, they have to be that much more cautious. Just something to keep in mind. We're being hauled out from the inside, and they don't want us to have the ability to protect ourselves from any inside forces. When and if an invasion takes place, they just want a smooth—they want a smooth transition to power. They don't want resistance. That's why a lot of the people that are say that, that that are saying, "Oh, we're resisting, we're resisting." You're actually not. You're welcoming welcoming in your adversaries with arms wide open. You see. But to get into my final article for this segment and for this episode, 
kind of a, kind of a bit of a switch up, kind of a bit of a return. We're going to be talking about UFOs, not necessarily the Space Force, uh, but what's going on above us. Check this out. UFO paralyzes weapons and electronic systems of two Iranian military jets who try shooting at it. This is an article that comes from Aaron Walia of Collective Evolution. They put this up May 18th. It goes on to say that in 1976, residents of Tehran, Iran, noticed a big bright object in the sky. The air traffic controller also noticed military jets were scrambled and a game of cat and mouse ensued. They asked the question, what will the realization, what will the realization that we are are and have been visited by other intelligence due to human consciousness. Something to think about with the announcement of the Space Force, aliens existing. I'll be playing a clip here shortly for you guys. Uh, but they're moving on. And as they move on, they're leaving certain things behind. Nationalism, patriotism, borders, walls. This is the new normal. This is the global citizen. This is the new world order that they're trying to create. And aliens and all this play a huge part. Guess what? It's like what we had talked about earlier this week with the Space Force and uh, space being a war fighting domain and how the overarching agenda is to get people to abandon their ideologies and their nationalities and become a global citizen. That's what it is. Because when the aliens come, you're not going to care about whether or not you're American. The aliens are being used as a unifying force by the adversary. Let me get into this so I can play the clip here shortly after. It says, Mainstream UFO disclosure continues to accelerate at a tremendous, tremendous pace. The U.S. Navy has released multiple videos and pictures of unknown objects, as well as testimony from personnel involved performing maneuvers and traveling at speeds that no known man-made piece of machinery is capable of doing. The latest footage comes from the USS Omaha. It shows a spherical object that mysteriously disappeared into the ocean. The truth is... Military encounters with these objects is nothing new. In fact, it's been happening for decades and the phenomenon has been well documented. There are thousands of encounters to choose from that provide a description of such events. The testimony of the personnel involved, radar tracking information, and in some cases, photographs of the videos of the object. There are many common themes and, and consistencies with regards to the behavior of these objects that seems to be quite evidence-based on the information of the number of examples that have made their way into the public domain. One of them is the fact that these objects, most of the time, seem to perform ma evasive maneuvers to avoid our own aircraft. Another is the fact that critical electronic equipment in military jets seems to shut down when in close proximity to these objects. This is well documented. And it doesn't just occur with military jets, but it's something that happens at a nuclear missile facilities. At Malmstrom Air Force Base in March of 1967, a base that was responsible for a large amount of nuclear weapons, multiple military witnesses here saw a red glowing UFO hovering just outside the front gate. After that happened, all the nuclear missiles shut down and went completely dead. This is not an isolated incident, and there are multiple examples. A great example of an air encounter where this happened comes from an incident that took place in 1976. Residents of Tehran, Iran, noticed a big, bright object in the sky. The air traffic controller also noticed that, quote, it was an intensely bright object that was not supposed to be there. The Iranian Air Force was contacted. At the same time, they were a close ally of the United States under the rule of Shah. 
and they dispatched two F-4 fighter jets to check out the object. The United States took this encounter very seriously. A report of what happened was sent to the multiple national security officials and U.S. President Gerald R. Ford, CIA Director George Bush, and the National Security Advisor Henry Kissinger, among others. Both of the F-4 interceptor pilots reported seeing the object visually. It was also tracked on the airborne radar. Both planes experienced critical instrumentation and electronics go offline at a distance of 25 miles from the object. Here is an excerpt from the report. It goes on to say that the Iranian Air Force jets and the UFO, which played, quote, cat and mouse with them, appearing on radar and, quote, paralyzing their weapons and electronic systems when the jets attempted to open fire on it. As the F-4 approached a range of 25 nautical miles, it also it lost all instrumentation and communications. When the F-4 turned away from the objects and apparently was no longer a threat to it, the, air the aircraft regained all instrumentation and communications. Another brightly lit, lighted object came out of the original object. The second object headed straight toward the F-4. Very interesting. The report goes on to describe how the smaller object, after detaching from the bigger object, turned inside of the arc of the F-4 itself and then regained the original object. This incident apparently lasted for several hours. This type of, quote, splitting in two was also observed in an incident occurring near Aguadilla, Puerto Rico, an airport, in 2013. The incident was filmed, and a team of analysts working with the SEU, the, Sci the Scientific Coalition of UAP Studies, a private group of scientists, military analysts, and investigators, produced a report analyzing the incident. Objects splitting into two, traveling at speeds no man-made aircraft can, performing maneuvers that no known aircraft can, and exhibiting other astonishing behaviors is, again, nothing new. And then it goes on to talk a little bit more about just the phenomenon and how crazy it is. Uh, but people need to question these things. I mean, you literally heard me start the mini-cast, the crew cast, earlier this week questioning what UFOs are. Some are man-made. Some are interdimensional beings. Some are fallen aliens. You tell me. Some are ancient crafts that have been uh, reverse engineered and so much more. There's a lot of different things to look at it. But what you have to understand is there's a whole breakaway civilization, a whole real secret shadow government, a secret space program, a real deep state that's not involved in any of this politics. That's really not. They, they, they really aren't. They're siphoning off resources from the public. They always have been. And they're watching us literally destroy ourselves. They know what's going down. <laughs> oh, man, I wish we would have people that joined us to where we could have like a UFO special episode where we actually talk about UFOs, aliens, and so much more uh, because it is an actually very fascinating topic to get into if we had the time. Uh, but speaking of time, I want to play this quick clip for you guys of a former former Navy pilot uh, saying that they see UFOs every single day, or at least they used to for at least a couple of years. And that just shows you how they're documenting it. They know about these things. They see them as a threat. They know they don't come from, quote, Russia or China, and that these are adversaries that they need to categorize. Uh, but let's play this, and then we'll close out this episode for you good people. Former Navy pilot Lieutenant Ryan Graves calls whatever is out there a security risk. 
He told us his F-18 squadron began seeing UAPs hovering over restricted airspace southeast of Virginia Beach in 2014 when they updated their jet's radar, making it possible to zero in with infrared targeting cameras. So you're seeing it both with the radar and with the infrared, and that tells you that there is something out there. Pretty hard to spoof that. These photographs were taken in 2019 in the same area. The Pentagon confirms these are images of objects it can't identify. Lieutenant Graves told us pilots training off the Atlantic coast see things like that all the time. Every day. Every day for at least a couple of years. Um, wait, wait a minute, every day for a couple of years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't see an exhaust plume. Including this one, off the coast of Jacksonville, Florida in 2015, captured on a targeting camera by members of Graves' squadron. It's rotating. What is that thing? And this is the archetypal UFO image that they've kept up there forever. Everybody knows what this is. This is that oblong-shaped object that's going on the side. What is that thing there? People that are in the know, they know what that is. They know that that's a, that's, <laughs> we talk about it here all the time, the Nazis, the breakaway civilization, the technocrats. Like if we're worried about people like Mark Zuckerberg buying up vast swaths of Hawaii and then running away and then setting up like a, 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 a digital iron curtain to where you have no idea what's going on with just this one person, I imagine a conglomeration of people who have had at least like 40 to 50 years to consolidate wealth, consolidate power, consolidate influence. Like, we're worried about China. That's because it's a very real threat. But on the long-term scale of things, what's happening out there in the sky, this is this this long-term phenomenon that's been documented, they're the ones doing everything. These are the people that are really in control. I'm not saying, oh, it's the aliens that are in control. No, 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 no. It's much deeper than that. Because even the aliens... Even the aliens serve somebody, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there is a certain, a, a, a certain percentage of the population. You can call them the Illuminati. You can call them the Freemasons. You can call them the 1%. You can call them the Nazis. You can call them whatever you want to call them. That there is a certain percentage of the population that has so much control over everybody else that they can do this, that they can gradually disclose advanced technology, that they're communicating with other beings as well, and that... There's more to there's more to this world and there's more to this reality than is being let on. You see, make no mistake about it, my friends, the things that are happening right now are beyond historic. They're prophetic. And that's why we sometimes lose. It feels like we lose perspective staring at this stuff. But that's because this is time. That's the present. This is how everything is happening all simultaneously. And we all get to experience it. The end of the book, the end of the Bible, revelation, it just means the great unveiling where everything comes out in the open. And I think we're beginning to see that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollowed Nation. 
Drugging Society and Declaration of Intentions.